I'm Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Back check, Andy. And we're from Geek Shock, and you're listening to Seven Land Hand. Magic. It's Seven Land Hand. Woo-hoo! Brought to you by Good Games. Start your engines, listener, as we dive into a barn full of Kaladesh travel advice. When you feel claustrophobic on a Qantas flight, do you become a Sky Whaler? If you have a Quantro to settle your nerves, is that a Sky Whaler shot? Try a new riff. Light a dry spliff on the Sky Skiff. It's a rye whiff that smells like Kai Griff. It's... Ah, this is Seven Land Hand. <laughs> Stretching at the end there. No, that's good. That's, that's good. Shh, shh. We're still doing it. it. We're doing it. No, this is live. Are artifacts here for good or for evil? Here to decide. It's Ass Blower's guzzle slot, Aaron, Aaron Graham. I mean, oh, <laughs> Aral, Aral Graham. Aral, Aral Graham, um, ass blower's the guzzle ass, slot. That's you. That's my favourite one. And pedal spinner's muzzle clot, <laughs> Kai, Kai Griffiths. What'd you call me? <laughs> I, I, was just, I was just using the, the puzzle knot cards that are in yeah. Kaladesh. Yeah. Uh, don't uh, you, I don't pronounce them wrong. Dead, dead Whittles. Whittle Smith. Slut. Slut. <laughs> Whittle Slit. And David Wildsmith. Hello. No, my name already sounds ridiculous. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, it could okay. just been like Wildsmith's Puzzle Knot. Wildsmith's Puzzle Knot. Ah, oh, he's one's cool. Oh, it's weird. No, no, no. It's hung us out to dry. No, you haven't seen it. Oh, my God. Anyway, gentlemen, it's been geeky. What was your role in it all? Oh, wow. What's been happening? Goodness me. It's been a packed month. It has. Went to overseas. Yeah, I went yeah. to Kuala Lumpur. You did go to Kuala, I did Lumpur. Go to Kuala Lumpur. We watched that on the internet. Yeah, with did, the Facebooks. Did pretty well. Hard hitting questions. Yeah. Did you have to wipe your bum with a life pad this time? Yeah. Oh but, no, no, I didn't. Didn't, <laughs> didn't almost put myself <laughs> at this Grand Prix. I was staying across the road. Whereas in Sydney, from the toilet, from the toilet, standing across the road from the toilet, so that wouldn't happen again. Yeah, uh, there was, I mentioned there was a toilet in my hotel room. Oh, and toilets at the venue, so I was yeah. Oh, you've leveled up right there. Yeah. Um, pro tip, listeners. Yeah. Pro tip. So magic level up. Make sure that there's a toilet at the venue. Yeah. So you don't have to wipe your butt on the <laughs> you, or in your hotel room. Uh, or in your hotel. Yeah. Room. Um, no, kale was really good. Yeah. The really third, good trip. Anyone that finished after twenty five, <laughs> loser. Idiots. Idiots. Yeah. My God. Well, uh, where did you finish, Aaron? Uh, 24th. Wow. Yeah. You're in the elite. <laughs> well done. I think there are almost 800 players. I came 24th, which is my best record at a Grand Prix so far. Pretty pretty yeah. solid. Yeah. Comes right off the 23rd. Yeah. I spent my money on uh, my prize money on yeah. a down payment on a new McDonald's. electric guitar. Oh. Yeah. And uh, my rent for the week. Oh. So <laughs> riveting stuff. Oh, so, you know, leaving the girlfriend at home while you go off and earn, earn the rent is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. she's sitting at home now going, when's, when's the next uh, Pro Tour? When's, uh, uh, we're going uh, to pay some bills. Yeah, come on. You forgot to buy food. You uh, paid for a guitar uh, That instead. deck better be bloody good. <laughs> <laughs> so well, there's, well, there's an like, interesting question, though. Does that mean that you should have had a work visa in Malaysia if you did a thing and got paid for oh, it? Mm. No, I think it's prize money. I yeah. think it, Welcome to the some... podcast, Australian government. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely not incriminating. We love our to the Australian <laughs> yeah, government. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, free half magic note badges for to all of the, the tax office. <laughs> all of the, you know, if you don't write to us and inquire about Aaron's I, work I visa, I think it's prize money, so I'm safe. Okay, uh, it's probably not, under any kind I'm of money threshold. Let's see yeah. what happens. We probably should. Can we cut that bit? You'll yeah, cut, yeah. You'll cut, cut that bit off. No, that's right. gone. That's, that's gone. Count on it. Lock that in as solid. Okay, ready? Yeah. Three, two, ne- go now. Oh, <clears throat> definitely declaring all my taxes. Oh, you yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you blew it. Which taxes? Kuala Lumpur? Did yeah, you earn just, money over there? What? No. Oh, just, okay. Just my wages. Huh. Hey, Gears of War Four's out. Oh, I've been playing a bit of that. What? What's it? What, is, what are you playing it on? Uh, yes. X, Xbox One. 
Xbox. Mm. I'm about to get yeah, I'm about to get unboned and go with the PS4 because <laughs> everyone's on the PS4 and I'm all alone by myself yeah. and uh, yeah, doing that. Uh, but what was interesting, apart from just playing the game, whatever, it's the mm. same old crap, you know, running around hiding behind running around chainsaw and alien, yeah, and hiding behind concrete and stuff, and <laughs> like swallowing your throat when you say stuff like <laughs> and all of the <laughs> that, like yeah. the same talking over and over and over, like that's the last of them. Yeah. yeah, that's the last of them. That's a, yes, we have yes, a lot thanks, of wave yep. fights. I know when it's the last of them. Well, hold your horses, cinema goers. <gasps> They're taking that to the big screen. Gears oh. of War four, no, well, Gears of War the movie. So they will use all those sound bites of people saying, just reuse them. Yeah, just cast. Oh my goodness, Michael Fassbender in the Assassin's Creed movie. He looks like he's <laughs> been paid to just look serious and try oh, and take frown. the whole project seriously. It's, it looks like mm. a pile of wear garbage. a hoodie. Wear, yeah, wear a silly cloak and dress up like Jason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hoods. Hoods. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what I've been up to. What have you been up to? Uh, I played a rookie tournament. With, did, uh, yeah. I went and spent a lot of money yeah. on, uh, very happily, on Shooter Yusuke's Gritsu's Control Deck that won right. first that place. One, at is that one word? Is that Shooter Yusuke's Gritsu's Controllers? Yeah. 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 Well, That's uh, one word. sorry. Shota Yusuke's. Grixis Control Deck, yes, uh, which, which won the Pro Tour. Which won the Pro Tour? <laughs> Did it uh, win the rookie tournament? Uh, I went two wins, three losses. So no, oh, <laughs> so close. That deck is hard as balls to play. Balls mm-hmm. are soft. No, I'm talking about hard balls. Let's uh, a, a lacrosse ball. Really? Hard as balls to play. What's what the, is the uh, consistency of your balls, Kai? Uh, you know the uh, you know that Mexican sport with the hook thing, and they like oh, it was yeah, like a yeah. ceramic ball, yep. mm-hmm. like that. Oh wow, yeah. that's where pretty... they have to keep kick it into like a circle on the wall. No, I'm talking about like it's a very 80s sport. It's like indoor like squash lacrosse, but it's like as like as big as bit bigger than a fist, Whoa. which is really evil know, looking ball. You're really talking up his balls. High lie, high lie. That's what it's called. High lie. High lie. Right. And how did the deck play? Um, <laughs> it went okay. So I think magic, in some magic podcast, magic. Was, yeah, not, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> testicle podcast after this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. So well, tune in, extra, tune in, tune in. This week that. we're talking about Aaron. How Aaron went at the Kuala Lumpur testicle pro tour. <laughs> yes, uh, it's fantastically, it's really good. Yeah, but he did. Himself at that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that was round one. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they don't have life pads like that. So <laughs> yeah. it's a disaster. Oh. Um, but uh, it went okay. I think I suffered from uh, maybe a bad matchup in a couple of cases. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, the first match straight out against a uh, fellow Good Game staff member, Dan, um, managed to get Jace Unravel of Secrets Ultimate Emblem out. So he had so, to cast two things to do anything. So that's huh. like whenever you cast this, whenever your opponent casts a spell, it gets countered. The, the first, first spell, spell every turn. turn. I like that he kept playing. <laughs> he like so went fun. emblem and he called me and you're like, Dan's wondering like, is it like in my turn and then your turn? I was like, oh, if this is happening to me, I would have conceded like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, immediately. You're asking questions like, how do I get out of this situation? I was like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. How, yeah. do I, how do I blow up that emblem that he has? <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. So oh. there's no, mm, no bad news, bad news, yeah. friend. Sorry, Dan, your uh, your black and white, uh, you know, Thraben Inspector Clue uh, <laughs> Westvale Abbey deck doesn't have any permanent destruction in it, so you can't get rid of the emblem. Oh. Yes, no. But uh, emblems aren't permanents. Can't destroy them with anything. Yeah, oh, emblems are no utterly... way to interact yeah. with them. Well, the a, more you know. Yeah. There you go. Pro tip. I think that's our second pro tip already. We haven't even yeah. got out of Week and Geek. Mm-hmm. Bloody hell. But, uh, but yeah, in the end, got beaten by a guy who had my exactly the same deck as me with Thing in the Ice and Torrential Gear Hulk and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, except he had Aether Hub and Dynavolt Tower. So he didn't need to oh, transform a creature gotcha. or use Wandering Fumarole to do any damage. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got, like I just a, got yeah. like a, such a level zero Aether Hub. I leveled up on Aether Hub the other day. Oh, yeah. Just oh. in terms of, like, 
I'm playing on Magic Jewels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a story on that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, EtherHub, and then I realized I could play EtherHub. It generates its own energy, and I could tap it for any color right mm. there and then. Yes. So from all my one-drops that I've got, because I love my one-drops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it can cast anything on turn one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hence, because I was wondering, what, what's the big deal with this card? And mm. then that penny dropped, and I was like, I feel really stupid now. Well, this is this, like pretty, pretty obvious. There's right? an old card called Tendo Ice Bridge, which was a rare... And it did exactly the same thing. It came into play... Well, not exactly the same thing. It came, came into play. Taps were colourless. It comes into play with an ice counter on it. You yeah. can tap it, remove an ice counter from it to add one mana of any colour. Then in the future, there's no real... There's no way to get ice counters back on it sure. or anything. Um, Aetherhub oh. is that. So this you can make ice more ice quick, quick yeah. counters slash energy. Exactly. So, right. you, so you can just use the energy for other stuff or you can just keep producing energy and it's a land that tests for any color but tendo ice bridge was like thirty dollars wow. before and now they printed aether hub uncommon <laughs> so just like yeah ah, screw that old card screw so, it. it's much better. so on one one drops i mean we might be jumping ahead a bit but mm-hmm. tell me about thriving turtle is that a good one one drop i uh, yeah because yeah. i'm loving playing yeah. that if i can see uh, any kind of way of playing a blue mana and getting that out early mm. and then just swinging in swinging in, and then following up with some kind of vanilla what's that aether theorist or something like yeah, that that creates three, three yeah. gets mana and, and you just keep mm. flinging him in there and he gets bigger and bigger and even he's not bad even like later drops because he blocks something even yeah. worst case scenario he's chump blocking something with three power right my, my favorite deck in the format so far is blue green energy and you usually splash yeah. one or two other colors as well and turtle is amazing in that because if you play him on turn one you just go to town yeah produce lots of energy you're hitting him with like a three six like on turn four or whatever if you can produce the energy yeah. but then later you just play an o3 blocker you can block their two power guys and you just get two energy and you put it into your rhino that's already out <laughs> or you use it to power your aether hub or whatever. Now, yeah, it's my, my, uh, my magic jewel story, which I alluded to earlier on, mm-hmm. is regarding Thriving Turtle and getting Smuggler's Copter out earlier on. Oh. Right? So, yeah, so not only is... So I've, I've just, I, I swing him in early, mm-hmm. <clears throat> get his power up to one, then Smuggler's Copter comes out and then, uh, you know, crew it up, mm-hmm. swinging in with Smuggler's Copter. Yeah. But then the giggles started when I imagined... <laughs> your creature driving the very Boba Fett-esque smuggler's copter. Have yeah. you seen Slave 1? It looks like Have Slave you seen, 1. Yeah, it looks yeah. like Slave 1, right? With little wings, little ferret yeah, yeah, wings. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm imagining a little thriving turtle flying Boba <laughs> yeah. Fett's ship into battle and doing yeah. three in the air and drawing cards, all that's powerful stuff. Whoever your planeswalker opponent is is just like, ah, I've just been hit by the smuggler's copter. I wonder who's piloting it. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, no, let's just ignore Then I went ignore. one step further into this Inception you know, madness mm. idea. Have we ever seen under Boba Fett's helmet? Imagine if we were to lift the helmet up and inside a little smiling turtle face. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm only imagining like the smuggler's <laughs> copter slave one just sweeping over a field and shooting a bunch of shit and just going, who's endangered now? <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reference. Uh, Is it? No. Who's in danger now? No. no, just turtles in general. Oh, okay. oh, they always say that. Yeah. Oh, turtles and the <laughs> yeah. danger quotes. Oh. Um, but they get killed by plastic bags, so, you know. Oh. How powerful can you really be if you're stupid yeah. enough to get killed by a plastic bag? Yeah, 2-2 two, two plastic bag. 3-3 uh, <laughs> three, three plastic yeah. bag, yeah. Oh, that's the theme for the next undeck, oh, global warming. and like, I, think, yeah. I think we just lost a whole bunch of listeners and all the, you know, hippie. Oh, we love our turtle hippie friends. Yeah. <laughs> we joke because it's so tragic. Yes, exactly. Um... What else we got? Anything else? I've got. I've got. Oh, I got a story. I was listening to uh, Geek Shock. Who introduced today's uh, podcast today? Mm-hmm. They've got a book club that they're reading. Mm-hmm. They um, started talking about they're reading um, 
H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's Shadow, Shadows Over Innsmouth. Mm-hmm. I heard them say that, and I thought, oh, good, magic talk. <laughs> and then oh, no, like, I've so gone from H.P. Lovecraft guy to magic, to magic guy, guy, and I've yeah. lost grip on what I... When I went to mm. Innsbruck in Austria, I sent David a message being like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm at the place where that book's about. It's like... Innsbruck, I don't know. <laughs> You're in so, New England? <laughs> yeah. He did come I'm back with Europe. the Innsbruck look, though. Mm. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, oh, no, don't look at me. <laughs> no, no. I'm, sure when, I'm sure when Lovecraft's next book come out, you'll get right back into it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. He's, he's good. He's, he's been holed up. He's like George Martin. He's a long time He's not prolific. Yeah, yeah, he's not. He takes yeah. his time. Yeah, yeah. all right. <laughs> mm. um, That's been, good water. Uh, I've been playing a bit of Overwatch and stuff. It's been fun. Uh, oh, The Walking Dead. You, you, yeah, you, you're, not, you're off it. Right? I was out. Yeah. yeah. They this, disturbed you, didn't they? They disturbed me I, greatly. Internet sort of gave me lots of clues as to what happened. We talked about yeah. this, didn't we? It wasn't good. No, no. They they left the season six on a big cliffhanger. Yeah. Season seven, they like resolved the cliffhanger and then resolved it again with someone else. And I was like, that was unnecessary and gratuitous. Yeah. It was just lots of clubbings. Oh, oh it was really? Very, no, so I don't graphic. Like yeah. They can't say the f word. And like a very, uh, <laughs> a very pivotal moment in the comics is Rick Grimes says, "They're fucking with the wrong people." Oh, he actually says it in the comics. In the comics. In the TV show, building up to this big moment, he goes, "They're screwing with the wrong people." And I was like, "Oh, you can show yeah, all, all of the sorts above. of this horrendous." <laughs> yeah. Like zombies being their face pushed through broken glass, and you see it just shredding the skin yeah. and the flesh. But you, can do but anything you can't zombies. say the yeah. f word yeah. in Trump's America. <laughs> mm. that, that's fresh. Topical. Yeah, that is fresh. We, we are Hot recording takes. this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not very weak and geek, is it? Yeah, is it? So, yeah. it's politics. Well, yeah, I mean, anyway. on the on the front of Overwatch, a Sombra, Sombra, uh, who may be yeah, very game breaking hero. Yeah. Uh, like her ultimate ability is essentially an area of effect that allows everyone to not do anything except left click. Yeah, just <laughs> just shoot. Yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to playing it. But then um, I, I watched all this oh, footage it's... from the um, the test service where people are trying out. The new rules, new maps, and stuff, but it's just six on six Sombra matches because everyone just wants to play the new character. I saw a screenshot of six on six and someone in the chat saying, Man, Watch Dogs 2 looks great. That's so good. Oh, man. But it's, I love that. <laughs> this, I'm just, is, this is great. Everyone's a lady. Everyone's Hispanic. Watchdogs too. Yeah, but between like, I'm looking at, a, you know, you could argue maybe we don't make her is maybe she's from New Orleans or something like that, sure. right? Because uh, there's lots of French down there, French name people. She's, I mean, she's not really. Yeah. But then we've got Gabriel Ray's uh, Reaper. And now we've got uh, Sombra, who's, I don't think her real name's been released yet. Or at least I can't remember. Oh, it, it might have been somewhere, but they've released all that one. So uh, very, yeah, very. Uh, how it is, and I was like, uh, oh, uh, so this talent organization that they are from, like yeah. in the clips and stuff, this really turned into like Evil Latinos Incorporated, like <laughs> yeah. getting a bit worried about yeah. this, like kind of thing. And then you've what got like, you, what are you guys implying? Hmm. Hmm. Like, <clears throat> is Overwatch a game you can get into if you're not already into it? Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm playing. No, but I mean, like. You know those massive games where if you ha- if you're not in day- on day one, you get outskilled by everybody. Oh, and this is what I was worried about. To... They have a fantastic matchmaking oh, okay. um, thing. You only match with people who are similar to you in competitive play, and even in quick plays, they 
you have a secret ELO, which is like your what your player rating, yeah. and you'll always get matched with people who are pretty oh, similar skill level to you. And uh, what and what what console exponent? Oh, this yeah. is I'm on PC. Oh, PC. No. I, the same thing. I had another friend who <laughs> was like, "Oh yeah, man, super excited for Overwatch." Sent me a screenshot of his PS4 running Overwatch. I was like, "Why? Why would you buy a Blizzard online multiplayer first person shooter?" That is not Call of mm. Duty, and you're over the age of twelve <laughs> on a console. Yeah. Oh, because the, you're me. I always the, the, com- the community, like like yeah. with Blizzard, it's just their their support for the PC yeah. thing is just unbelievably huge. They they push patches every week, keep up to date with the communities and stuff. And on console, it just takes another few I don't even, months. You can't even play PTR on console, can you? No, no, definitely not. Yeah, definitely. I, I just went. I changed just whew, so many years ago to console from any kind of PC gaming because I was always worried about you know when you look at the box and it's amazing graphics. Mm-hmm. And this might be a back in the day kind of thing. It still, and then still f- happens. Uh, I, I and then you find you know. out, yeah, that the graphics of some supercomputer that they're mm. running, and you have this amazing coverage on these videos that you just can't get on your own PC. Yeah. Or even you read the minimum requirements and you miss out one thing, and you just like, yeah, I think I can do that, and you find out you got to buy a zillion dollar yeah. graphics card. Steam is starting to ban that kind of stuff now, though. They're not like Steam is encouraging, or they're going to penalise in terms of how much you get shown on the front page or how much you get recommended to okay. users mm-hmm. if you're profile is mostly made up of what's called bull shots which is like nasa supercomputers rendering all the things um and uh cinematic trailers they want gameplay trailers gameplay shots Mm -hmm. on the steam pages or i I just buy all my games through steam uh, apart from my my blizzard ones obviously but blizzard in particular can you can run overwatch on i'm running overwatch on a five-year-old computer on medium and it's smooth smooth as uh, as anything yeah um so it's they, they do a really good job of keeping everyone on the same page and if you turn the graphics up to ultra like i've seen it on some of my friends computers it looks amazing yeah but it looks just fine on my but computer it's like kicking it, your computer in the balls and it just like it, it slows it's, right down it's making a lot imagine. of noise for sure yeah. it's like <laughs> can't be as bad as my girlfriend's computer which was oh three or four years old and she started playing the witcher 3 and she was pushing them settings real hard <laughs> yeah. to like right on the chug limit yeah. uh had to pull her computer out from the little nook it was in so it could circulate enough air yeah. and it was like a space heater you could put your hand no. over it and you're like oh that's really warm yeah. air that's like that's good 40 the degree can, air right you, there you, you can see dust from three meters away, like crawling across the floor, <laughs> yeah. towards the fans are sucking it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my computer's uh, beginning to struggle. I, I installed Civilization Six, which is which is the other thing that I yeah. uh, bought the other week. It, it's been okay. It's been all right. I just had, I haven't had the time to sit. It's my fault. <laughs> Civilization Six. I'm sorry, I betrayed you. I put it up to medium graphics, and my computer just crashed. Uh, uh, so now I'm running it on low, and it's just kind of a bummer. It's mm. time for an upgrade. Oh, definitely is. Time to talk a bit about Kaladesh, I reckon. Oh, yeah. Do a bit of that action. Magic pod. Magic. Let's do it. Oh, do we have to? No, we we don't. Do you want to stop? (laughs) (laughs) 20 minute pod. Everyone at home is like, yeah, finally. This is what we wait for. We always want a 20 minute pod. Just Just easily digestible. They didn't even talk about it. Sick of clearing my whole afternoon for Seven Land Hand. (laughs) Advert. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Hey, thanks for for being quiet, guys. Stopping. That was great. I was, oh, damn it. Oh, hey, sorry. Hey, guys. Every month, not many speak for every month, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer and a chance to win the game we review. This month, we did Mansions of Madness, second edition. Spooky edition. Spooky seconds. Three, three, spooky sp- seconds. Three crappy five me. 
in November. And while stocks last, Good Games are giving Seven Land Hand listeners 10% off Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition. Spoopy Edition. All you have to do is mansion crawl into your local Good Games store and rescue a copy of Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition. Spoops. By stating the password... Wendy Adams. Wendy Adams. So this November at Good Games, you have to say... Wendy Adams. You get yourself 10% off Mansions of Madness. Second edition. Spoops. Wendy Adams. It's Buster Booster. Spoops Patrol. Buster Booster! Good guitar. Uh, Kaladesh style. KLD. KLD. Yeah. What was that that thing we're talking about? Oh, yeah. ASMR. Let's get some... Boost the opening ASMR in your ears. Ah! <laughs> Jesus. That was very erotic. That was a very zip coming down kind of yeah, noise. Yeah, it was yeah. sexy. What this bit? My favourite bit was the script. Ooh. Ooh. And Ooh. the... Mm. <laughs> Lucky this is a good one because whenever I get it, I get the ones that don't open or yeah. rips the back piece off and doesn't like, open the packet at all. It's like not being able to get a bra in just, the movies. Throw these cards to one side. There's still more to... Ooh. Ooh. That wasn't that was, good. That, that was so lame. good. Well, this is the last one. Last one, you ready? Ooh, you like that's that? kind of sexy. Yeah, that's the sexiest sexy, booster yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah, that's a sexy booster. You sexy booster. You Take it. Stop looking. Stop looking at it. Leave it. Oh, Dovin Barnes shook his head, annoyed. <laughs> yeah. All right. We've got a servo token and a swamp on the back. So swamp. Oh, All right. No, you, you can hold back. No, oh, okay. we don't. We're, we're fine. All right. The first card we have. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> In Buster Booster, KLD style, is a Spireside Infiltrator. It's a two and a mountain for a three-two, and when Spireside Infiltrator becomes tapped, it deals one damage to each opponent. That's oh, alright. It's alright. Right. If you're already in red, rock solid. If you're in red, I think he's the best red three-drop. No nah, rubbish. That same that same <laughs> effect. I mean, yeah. well, if you're drafting Kaladesh, sure, but mm. um, uh, Nettle Drone, and it untaps every oh, time you play Kalos. Yeah. <clears throat> Nettle Drone was you could build a whole deck around it like yeah. it was one of those infinite loop that shit I got excited about these sort of cards when the crewing thing kind yeah. of seemed mm-hmm. to happen but you know, if you if the, for this guy he's crewing something crew 3 which is pretty huge yeah, which right? is so, pretty massive he can crew like the common ballista charger by himself um but then, you've also, but then you've got to have that card and yeah. is it worth tapping this guy out just well, to get like, one in I wouldn't mind tapping this guy for for a sky skiff because like you've dealt them three damage by by tapping him. Say they play a two four uh, on the ground and they're going to be able to block this guy who's a three two. Use this guy to crew your sky skiff. Yeah. You can get over and hit him for two damage and they take an extra damage from this guy as well. Okay, so he totally can yeah. kind of break through board stores and like three two yeah. for three. You're never going to be unhappy with. Yeah, is a good like relatively good filler. aggressive good filler. Yeah. But if you're in red, go for it. Yeah, yeah. No, not on the first pick. <clears throat> what about Sky Swirl Harrier? Four on a planes for a three-four flying. Pretty much straight up, three-four flyer for five. I like it. Lots yeah. of people hate it though. Yeah, why that? Why is that? Well, some people just cut it from every deck. They won't even play a copy. But I, I like having something like this in my deck to finish off the game with. Mm. Normally, normally something like that's like a Very really strong, valuable right? card, but, but in this, this it seems a little bit underpowered. It does, in Kaladesh, I mean, right? which, is, which is odd, really. But yeah. you have a look at something like Smuggler's Copter, well, rare. Yeah, I know that's a <laughs> bad example. Uh, <laughs> Just the, one of the best cards you should be mill slam <laughs> yeah. ever. If you, if you get that, perhaps yeah, yeah go well, with Smuggler's Copter. Yeah. It's as good as this silly five drop card. Yeah. It's, yeah, a little underpowered. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, here's a, here's a card I don't understand. Dramatic Reversal. One and an island for an instant that allows you to untap all non-land permanents you control. How do we use that, if or do we want to? 
Well, you don't want to use it. You don't want to use um, it. The best case scenario for this card yeah. is you have two creatures out, your opponent has two creatures out. Both of your creatures are slightly too big for them to block effectively. Yeah. So, so you attack with back. your creatures, they don't block. Yeah. You go. You say go. They attack with their two creatures into your tap creatures, oh, and you go, oh, whoa, yeah. what, a, what a dramatic Sneaky. reversal. I untap my guys, and I block both your guys, and I kill them. That situation doesn't come up very no. often at all. Yeah. Where one, your creatures are slightly bigger than theirs, and you're in like that race situation where they're going to attack you back. Um, if they had two creatures like that anyway, why aren't they just double blocking one of your two creatures? Yeah. Um, and untapping your permanence at any other point in the game kind of, I guess, gives them pseudo vigilance, but you don't want to be playing a card to put yourself in a position where your creature's getting vigilance. For two mana, it's just yeah. Once off, you got to work nice. really hard to make it. Okay. Or is there, you know, like that tapping ability? You know, like you tap to crew and then you untap. Is it? Oh uh, yeah, I, I guess so. It, you would have to be pretty deep in the combo. Hole it's a stretch. Before. What I learned about this card is because I've largely ignored it. For the yeah. entire time, <laughs> is that uh, I, I've just seen a Johnny standing in the background Pass on the car. Me, it, he looks garbage, doesn't he? Yeah. He just never looks convincing. <laughs> Just fairy. It's just in it for the fairies, really. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they, they've they've been appealing to all the all the you know white boys Are we with hoodies. Jace. Yeah, uh, girl, hair on fire. He looks like he's got dreads. Looks like he's got lion dreads. Like he's taken the mane and just thought not washing. Well, that. he's very depressed since uh, since uh, the eye. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he hasn't washed himself. Since the eye. Hasn't been <laughs> like, licking, yeah. him, licking himself like cats do. Does yeah. that mean does does uh, Leonin like him like lick his paw and rub his like face or does <laughs> he imagine. does he wash like a people? Uh, I don't know. It'd be so half hard to hold a flannel with like paws. paws. Maybe uh, they're like read, Velcro. If you read like, some of the story, which we're going to talk oh, about yeah, today, we're going to get into that. Uh, at some point, they're trying to. You're not supposed to know who it is that's bounding along the rooftops of Kaladesh. It's a Jani, and it's like <laughs> he unwinds his metal hand, and you're like, "Why does he have a metal hand? He somehow managed to fit a human metal hand over his giant cat paws." Like oh, magical tesseract. Is that going like, to look like a crap Halloween <clears throat> costume where you're like a pirate, but you're holding a stick inside of a little <laughs> yes. cup thing, and there's a hook on the end? I suspect he was at the Yarr. bar and Tezzeret got drunk, fell over, and Ajani went, "I'm having a bit of that." Your alarm. Where'd you get that from? Oh, so much flavour. Yeah, more uh, of that. More of that coming. Mm. All right. Um, so we're not we're not happy with any of these cards really so far. So Wayward Giant is four and a mountain for a four five with menace. Pretty much pretty straight up cards straight, on yeah, them. Like, yeah, I, I can see some of the aesthetic that they're bringing to the set because now that they've canned the core set, yes, I like that they have yeah. simple cards like this. Because you look at all these cards, they're all very simple. Three, yeah. four, flying for five, four, five, menace for five, a three, two for three that deals one damage to them when it becomes tapped. Untap all your stuff. Which is crap. These, these, <laughs> these could all be core set cards, which I really like for... Yeah. The set is very complex when you start thinking about energy and vehicles and, and stuff, but... I, I like commons looking like this. Which is a trap I fell into earlier on because I've always liked the core sets and I was building, like drafting just core set like mm. decks but I wasn't taking on that extra level of yeah. uh, doing the energy decks. it's intimidating to, to think about how all these things yeah. interplay. And so I, I, I think I just, I, just, I just reverted to something that I knew about and mm. got my ass handed to me because everyone else had done their homework yeah. by that stage, yeah? Mm. But mm. if but if would you draft it? Like menace is good in draft, isn't it? it, it is, For that yeah. way, you're not going to see lots of creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's there's lots of options at four and five mana. So it depends yeah. on the color combination you're in. But in red, yeah. red's in, pretty. Red, it's good. Is it? It's no, fine. no, it's, it's fine. For, for red, it's like, for red, it's good. Yeah. It's a it's going to be the biggest creature on the board, like ninety percent of the time. Yeah, uh, rock solid. 
Ornamental Courage will cost you one forest. It's an instant, and you can untap a target creature, and it'll get plus one, plus three until end of turn. Oh, it's <clears throat> very replaceable. Yeah. You could just replace it with any other combat trick. All right. Just yeah. plus, it doesn't get reach. It just gets plus no, one, plus three, it, and you untap Plus it. one, plus three, untap, uh, untap target creature. It gets plus one, plus three. And so so compare turn. this to Dramatic Reversal. It actually gives your creature some way to win a combat when you untap it, whereas Dramatic Reversal doesn't yeah. help you. Your creature, ha- which, which makes it even more narrow because your creature needs to be bigger than theirs and they need to be attacking into your tapped one of that creature. Whereas this is kind of like you can attack with a flyer, so you're a Skyspore Harrier later in the game, and then they attack you with their 4-4. Um, their four, four. You untap your Skyspore Harrier, it becomes a, a 4-7, yeah. and you kill their 4-4. Four, four. That's, that's, that's powerful. You know? If you've already swung into attack, right, mm-hmm. and they block it, a double block or something, you didn't see it coming, whatever, yeah. and you go, oh, crap, well, I've got my ornamental courage mm-hmm. here, and then you do it. Does It, it untaps, it un- still kicks it's them still attacking, for all yeah. that. So it's kind of like it had vigilance. Yeah, yeah. and it comes, oh, I was gonna, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, so pretty decent on the attack as well. Yeah, good way to blow apart double blocks. Because yeah. pump spells have been kind of a little bit highly valued in this set. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that right? Well, that there's, there's a lot. There's, there's a lot of choice. The, that one's the worst one which is why <laughs> yeah. I'm not so excited about it but yeah. there's an uncommon one which is ridiculous which and, one is that? Um, blossoming defense oh, okay. it's enchanted creature gets plus two plus two and hexproof it's just uh, yeah. a ma- for one mana I've seen a lot of deck lists online with blossoming so defense so strong All right, I've, got another, I've got another card here that'll impress you it's yeah. uh, fortuitous find oh god not, not happy with that? no um, <laughs> two, two in a swamp sorcery sorcery Choose one or both, return target artifact card from your graveyard to your hand, or return target card from your graveyard to your hand. So, uh, we'll, put, we'll put that there with the rest of them, but on the <laughs> I, small bonfire. Which I bring it out of the, the sideboard when they've got lots of kill spells, but not lots of good ways to finish the game. Yeah. So they go, kill your thing, kill your thing, and you go, fortuitous find, cast one of those things you killed. I still think this, this is where you do learn stuff about it, because it's easier to recommend the bombs, isn't it? Oh, it's but it's like when you're taking those, when you've got like a pile of, you've got your, say, you know, 20 cards that you definitely mm-hmm. have in your deck. Yeah. It's like, what, what out of all this pile of junk am I going to put in and how am yep. I going to use it? Mm-hmm. This is probably these sort of cards that we're looking at right yeah, now, like isn't it? I, Every now and then I love opening a booster pack where the pick is really hard because everything is bad. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah, I'll use my skill to pick the best of but this But not garbage. when the guy next to you is just going, whoa! Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the best of your left and right both open some bomb rare, pass you their pack, and the rest of the pack after they've picked it is better than your entire <laughs> yeah. first one. And you've oh. taken an uncommon on your first <laughs> yeah. pick. <laughs> yeah, but at least you get or to kind common. of smear that turd around the table. Uh, yeah, you <laughs> do. Yeah. They're like, what? Oh my god. All right. Wild Wanderer. Three in a forest is a creature elf. Elf Druid, sorry, she, and she's 3-2. Good for her, eh? Good for her. One wild wanderer enters the battlefield. You may search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. Green's famous for these cards over Uh the years, isn't it? Yeah. This is my favourite card from the pack so far, but only because it goes in my favourite draft archetype. Which is? Which is four-colour green. Four or five color green. (laughs) Four or five color green. So you just play a base green deck, and then you splash all the other colours. Right. So in your first pack, you just pick Wild Wanderer, Attune with Aether, Aether Hub, all these uh, uh, prophetic prism, anything yeah. that just like 
turns your mana into other colors. And then after you've set up your mana base with your first pack, you just pick every card from pack two <laughs> and three. It certainly is great when you have those limited, like, limited sealed and draft moments where the person, you just keep playing lands and they're just looking at your lands with this, oh, what yeah. the fuck <laughs> is this guy doing? What like, is he playing? How many fucking colors has he got? Yeah. Like, he, played, he played forest swamp, forest mountain plains, and he's played a different colored spell is every that a, turn. Is that purple land? <laughs> like, <laughs> what did he pull that from? Amazing. Because yeah, that's the usual thing. Is as soon as you see that second land, you go, yeah, all right. Yeah, right, I, I yeah. know what you're doing. Yeah. I know what you're doing here. I, oh, hang on. You just played a third color. What's oh, you, what you okay. doing? Maybe he's a splash. In the, oh, oh no. He's got and a And then I get color. mana screwed <laughs> in my two color deck and they've just gone like plains, island, mountain, forest on the first four turns. I'm like, oh. oh. <laughs> All right. This isn't going to get any more exciting. It's mind rot. Two and a swamp. This has lost uh, favor, hasn't mm. it? Target player discards two cards at sorcery speed. Just not. Not picking that one. Uh, oh, here we go. I like this card because yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if it's the theme or the whatever. Uh, it's a Foundry Screecher. Two and a Swamp for a flying 2-1. Uh, Foundry Screecher gets plus one, plus zero as long as you control an artifact. Can the Foundry Screecher get any uh, traction with you, Aaron? No. I like Wild Wanderer too much, but this card's no. good. No, you it's don't say it because I, I love the little guy's funny little, little face. Little, 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 little gris little... <laughs> Eight different direction nose. <laughs> oh, um, no, no good. Oh, it's all right. It's okay. Um, I, I, don't, you, I always think about the, the the benefit of these guys that have got evasion. They get in there and mm-hmm. start chipping away. And this guy can be chipping really, away. I really, really love the, wef- bl- the black white artifact deck where you just play. There's a card called Dund Operative, yes. which is a two drop two yeah. two gets plus one plus one death touch when you have an artifact, and you curve that into oh whoa. Some you play an artifact somewhere along the line, but when you are playing all these guys that are just buffed because you just control some random puzzle nut or whatever, mm. you feel like you're because it feels horrible to use uh, removal to take away some crappy artifact that's yeah. not benefiting mm-hmm. anyone except yeah. for giving mm-hmm. artifact matters. This three one's going to kill him so quickly. That black white deck or black X deck, the black artifacts matters deck. Yeah, really, really fast. We're into that in commons, guys. We've that, got a, this has been an underwhelming pack. So. It has been underwhelming. I'm just trying to count ahead, see if we've got the uh, masterpiece in there. I don't know. Four, seven, eight, nine. 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 Oh. nine? Yeah, nine. Oh, you're talking German. We did... Uh, um, nine means <laughs> we have a foil. Yeah, hey! Yeah. Hey! hey we did... Uh, I forgot what it was called now. Dustamond. Dustamond. Fresh Ambusta. Oh, that was good. Tune into the last magic one. That was good. Uh, Aetherborn Marauder three in a swamp for a 2-2 he's got flying he's got lifelink when Aetherborn Marauder enters the battlefield move any number of plus one plus one counters from other permits you control to Aetherborn Marauder cool really this it's, it's really weird it seems like hard weird... work to be moving all counters around to... if I'm not going to get the counters we're going to have to spend a long time putting yeah. a lot of counters and then this really cheap guy hopefully it gets under the kind of counter me because you tap lots of mana yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of tip off and the person's like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh like when you put like yeah. eight counters on it from everything else <laughs> but some of some of Kaladesh is about creating a, a wide board with yeah. lots of little servo and if you put little counters on them then it's like oh this is really kind of dangerous this guy wants you to just go now nah, let's just consolidate all of that let's put it on one guy and like, that they can just destroy I've got this removal spell you're like ah I see I see, yeah, see. Yeah. makes me think of like the scrawny guy in the bar and you go up to him and you go hey like you gotta pick a fight with him he turns around and he's actually an arm wrestling champion and the arm you didn't see is really, <laughs> really massive really and he's gonna destroy you um, this guy is interesting in one deck and the deck is black green counters so in, there's a bunch of green stuff that just distributes plus one plus one counters you got 
Kuja Seed Sculptor, which is a yeah. two-drop that, that puts a plus one plus one counter on something. Uh, you've got Durable Handicraft, which is an uncommon enchantment that says whenever a creature comes into play, you can put a counter on it if you face a mana. And uh, my favorite one to combo with this is this bad card called Fretwork Colony. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That yeah. one just gets getting bigger and bigger at a cost of one life. But it costs per... you one life. So you go Fretwork Colony, lose a bunch of life. It's a 4-4. Four, four. And then you play this guy on turn five or six. Yeah. He's, he becomes a 6-6 six, six with lifelink and you move the counters onto him. It's kind of like a counter bank. Yeah, because you, you kind move... of had to do sod all to get those yeah. uh, counters on Fretwork exactly. Colonies so as they well. were free. So I like it and I had a deck which had two Fretwork Colonies, one of these, and then a bunch of ways to, to use plus one plus one counters or something. And if you're really worried about it, this guy's going to hit, say, for six and get all that four get all life, life back, back that you exactly, lost. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, no, that's a good It's very, it's niche. It's a 2-2 two, two mm. flying lifelink for four is not great. Yeah. Um, but that being the worst case scenario, in a it could be the linchpin of a cool deck. I was thinking about this today. There's there's certain cards in the color, like you like you said there, as uh, like black green counter deck. Mm-hmm. There's certain cards in uh, across the set that pretend like that color is going to be doing counters or like uh-huh. this card is going to be doing energy, but there's hardly any of them, are there? Yeah. You can really. Uh, Yep. Okay. Well, I was going to say in the sense that we've got so many artifacts or even lands that are like generate whatever color you want. Yeah. So I feel like they're encouraging people to almost have just have that one whack card yeah. like yeah. in there, you know, two <laughs> copies of that to play it on turn whatever far yeah. too late in the game. Um, like, red, not great at producing energy. Mm. Um, blue, not fantastic at producing energy. Has the blue-red uncommon Whirl of Rogue, which... Whirl of Virtuoso, sorry which you can pay three energy to make a 1-1 um, with flying. Uh, on limited resources and a few other places, they've said, uh, well, a Virtuoso costs one blue-red. It's one of the best green cards in the set because every green deck one splashes blue-red. for oh. this blue-red card because it's the oh, best right. way for green to use all that <laughs> excess energy. And oh, is he the guy that flies in for and gets energy if for, like, he's a 2-1 oh, no, he's the blue-green. He's great. Oh, okay. he, uh, the flying trample. But, no, this one's... Uh, a 2-3, yeah. and you can pay... When he comes into play, you get 3 energy. Yeah. You can pay 3 energy at any point and make a 1-1 one, one Thopter with flying. Mm, okay. But he's... Uh, yeah, I think it's... I thought it was funny they referred to him as a green card because every green deck just <laughs> yeah. splashes him. That's clever, clever. Uh, what, so is Aetherborn Marauder your favourite one so far? He's still going with Wild uh, Wanderer. I would still pick Wild Wanderer, but yeah, that's because I'm, I'm greedy. <clears throat> I don't think Aetherborn Marauder. All right, Cloud Blazer. Three, a Plains, an Island... <laughs> He's a 2-2 creature human scout with flying. When Cloud Blazer enters the battlefield, you gain two life and draw two cards. Oh, yes. So, yeah, white card draw. Yeah. Get on that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's okay. so good. Yeah. It just... But gold. Gold. Pick, pack one, pick one. This pack has been so weak that you'll just pick this. <laughs> you're going to commit to it's it. Kinda like a bomb, it's kind of like a bomb rare. Like You're going you're gonna to gain life, get you back into the game. You've got a 2-2 to start attacking him with. And you draw two cards to get you ahead of your opponent. This this thing can really, really be the linchpin of a of a great blue white deck, and you yeah. can splash it in those green blue decks and stuff as well. But there's not, you know, what's going to wheel back to you out of this oh, deck so far? No, We've got nothing. Uh, Sky Swirl Harrier or dramatic re- dramatic reversal will come back to you. Oh, yay! <laughs> All right, so we're in the weird position of, of, of favoring a gold, a gold card, card first. Yeah, just because the, the pack is so weak. It, we're gonna get. It's gonna get better, isn't it? Okay. What have we got here? Oh, let's see. Durable handicraft. Oh yeah, there you go. Really? Oh, I hate this card. Yeah. One in the forest for an enchantment. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, you pay one. If you do, put a plus one plus one counter on that creature. 
pay five and a forest, sacrifice durable handicraft. That's the best words on this card so far. Put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. Guys? Crap. Like, I feel like it's going to take so long for that to make a meaningful mm. impact. And if you're playing it in draft or, you know, like any limited format, yeah. you don't have the spare mana to pay that one mana all the damn yeah. time. It you means mean, you're playing off curve, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah um, so, that's the clever way of putting it. I was <laughs> saying, if, you, if you've got three mana, play a three drop card. Yeah, don't play exactly. a two and like try to pump it with this. I, every time I've played this card, it's been bad. Every time someone's played against me, it's been great. Yeah. Uh, and so it makes me think that it has to be at least decent because it's just... Say you play a 2-2 two, two on turn 2, and a 3-3 t- a three, three on turn 3, and a 4-4 four, four on turn 4. Pretty good curve of creatures yeah, in draft, sounds right? good. In this case, in, in a durable handicraft deck, you go 2-2... Two, two, uh, sorry, durable handicraft on turn 2. On turn 3, you play that 2-drop, yeah, which is now going to be a 3-3 three, because three, you paid an extra yeah. mana. On which turn you 4, done anyway. you play that 3-3 three, three and you pay 1 yeah, extra which, mana. Which you could have done anyway. Which you could have done four, anyway. Yeah. But instead, you have one less creature on the board, right? Because yeah. you could have just gone 2, 3, 4. Yeah. You're getting slightly more from your cards because you pay some extra mana and make them bigger, but you don't have to. So on turn four, you could play a four drop if, if you wanted to as well. You need to be going long, mm. long term with, with, with this card. And does that fit into a deck that wants to go long? Or what sort of deck does I, this fit that into? Black Green Counters deck. Uh, Only because it put ca- there's no benefit yeah. handed out because I, they've got counters I on I like there. it in Green White uh, Evasion. Which is like, well, you got a bunch of flyers and stuff, and then you play your whatever, your propeller pioneer on turn five, and you pay one extra, and suddenly you got a four three with flying. It's going to just close out the game. You play durable handicraft on on two, play anything else, put a counter on it, mm-hmm. two drop. Then you play your Aetherborn Marauder, take that one counter off your three drop, and you put it on three, Aether Marauder. Three you got a three, you got three a flying for four. You're you still behind the count. Yeah, it's, it's, oh. it's not fantastic. No. It's a lot of work. Yeah, you guys are. And the pitch is stupid. Silly. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, yeah, we're up to our rare. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, man. Dynavolt Tower. Uh. Kind of. We were talking about this earlier on. We've still got a foil. My mm. <laughs> favorite. Yeah. Your favorite. Three colorless for an artifact at rare. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you get two energy counters. Don't know why I took it down south there, but I did. Tap it. Play five energy. Dynavolt Tower deals three damage to target creature or player. Kai's all over this one. Tell us all about it. So, a couple of ass kicked by, by this card in uh, in a rookie tournament mm-hmm. earlier this... Uh, well, four days ago, not earlier this yeah. week, it was last week. Uh, that kind of thing. I, I would draft this. Mm-hmm. Because then that leaves you quite open. So, I mean, it's an artifact, so it hasn't got a colour. Yeah, you're not, yeah. not bought into a colour. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of thing. You can see, and then, you know, work on things like... Oh, I'm going to suddenly struggle, struggle with things and stuff. But just any kind of like do some damage to a creature mm-hmm. or like, you know, I mean, fumigates like rare, but uh, and that kind of thing. But just any of that stuff yeah. and just be piling up that energy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I've got nothing else to do. Pale this energy. You know, just... There's definitely like a like a spells deck that you could build around this. But I'm always wary of like, what if you don't draw a Dynavolt Tower? Are you just like... Kill the creature, kill the creature, kill the creature. You top deck your Dynavolt Tower. You've used all yeah. your fuel. Yeah. Um, and, and you don't have lots of excess energy lying around. Like, and you, So you want this to kill their creatures to catch back up into the game. But the way that it kills you in, in Constructed is you kill all their stuff. You've got four Dynavolt Towers in your deck. So you start... If you have two Dynavolt Towers out and you cast an instant, you gain four energy. So you've got multiples of them to get yeah. the big energy. Uh, and you can actually kill them with the yeah. tap, deal three damage. Whereas and you it, could have fetched it with something else before yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, in, in Draft Harder to pull off, I'd maybe put it in quite a spell-heavy deck, but it's 
It's tough to build around. Mm. Very, very hard. Because even just isn't just like a, you know, I suppose it's creature or player. Because like tapping and doing three damage, like you wouldn't use a burn spell if they're on if they're on fifteen life. No, you wouldn't just hit them for three. Yeah, you just and you want to kill that creature, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're just staring at it. It's going well. Yeah. It's not really helping. So me. you can finish them off over yeah. a couple turns, but then you need instants and sorceries to be fueling it. Hopefully, a couple, couple of turns like that's ten energy, fifteen energy if you're going to hit them three times oh, for yeah. nine. Goodness. Um, I, I have had a few a lot. I have had a few decks where you are producing excess energy. Yeah. And this would be good in that kind of thing as a as a win condition because kill their kill their thing with three toughness with its ability, kill the other thing with three toughness, some other cards you've drawn are generating you energy themselves yeah. as well, then you start hitting them in the face with, along with your creatures it as has, well. It has got that appeal of it's not binding you to a colour. I, I, I would maybe pick it and just try try and draft it and see, yeah. what, see what happens. Because, this is because tough, uh, energy decks are fun too. So, you know, you could you could have this in there. Yeah. yeah. And it's been, draft a, energy. it's been a crap pack This has so been far. a terrible pack. Terrible yeah. pack. Who picked this? I don't know. <laughs> was it Kai? Did you bring this one down? Like, uh, don't, me, try, don't try to pin this on me. Well, it wasn't me. <laughs> First, first step to, to resolve your issues is admitting you have a problem. But to totally redeem himself, we have a foil. Perhaps. No. Shall I do the sneaky reveal? All right, go Come on. on. Let's go bronzy. Go. Oh, my God. It's a no, number, it's f- oh. it's a number four. Really you psyched me out. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, so we talked about this pack being a bit crap. Yeah. All right. There's a reason. Angel of Invention. Oh. Three and two planes for a mythic rare. Foil. <sighs> two, one. It's a creature. It's an angel, and oh, how she shines! Uh, she's got flying. She's got vigilance. She's got lifelink. She can fabricate two, and other creatures you control get plus one, plus one. You don't do anything. You just, they just get plus one, plus one. Yeah. This just keeps getting more and more, doesn't it? This card's ridiculous. So good. it could be a four-three flyer with vigilance and lifelink, and it's keep pumping everyone else up plus one. Yeah. Plus one. So so we draft this. Job done. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Suddenly, this whole pack. Shit. How would yeah. I play this, Aaron? <laughs> well, what you do is you play it on turn five, yeah. and it doesn't matter what you pick. If you pick a four, if you fabricate the counters onto it, it's a four through with flying visions life thing that pumps your creatures that are already out. Mm. Or you fabricate servos, and you make a bunch of tutus for, for free at five yeah. mana, and then you win the oh. game from there. So, really, like, whatever you choose, you're going to win. So, that is a nuts yes. combo, isn't it? You fabricate two um, servos, mm. and they're, yeah, they're plus one, plus ones, but instantly they're plus two, plus yeah. twos. They're, and then they're two twos. Is that when you cast when you enter the battlefield? Fabricate. Enters the battlefield. So you can blink so you could, Yeah, well. that's... I mean, obviously oh. we're talking about draft, but put that oh. in a constructed, and there are angels blink decks, particularly after Eldritch Moon yeah, and Shadows yeah, of yeah, Inist- yeah. Innistrad. Oh, yeah. Holy yes. dooly. Just put, like, <laughs> just put like 32 creatures on the board yeah. <laughs> yeah. over and over and over. I love and it. they're at least two twos. So can great. I, can I buy this off you, David? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, let's have a break. and No, no. Let's pause right here, play some music. We'll do the deal whilst the music is playing. Don't have to rip it in half, Kai. Just because. Well, look, you know what? King Solomon style. Yeah, we just (sighs) couldn't. So, you know, if you need any of your valuable cards ripped, uh, listeners, just send them in. Yeah. Expeditions, Masterworks. Apparently, half is valuable each. When you rip them in half, just tear them in half, (laughs) share them with a friend. It was the way he dramatically held it aloft above his head and said, If I can't have you, then no one will have you. <laughs> I've got the bottom half of an angel of invention foil. No. I didn't even end up with any of it. He got the top half. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, but the top half's all, all tear stained now. So yeah. he said I could have the shine and glinted it off the light into my face. Oh, yeah, it's lovely. Ooh. I'll never watch that cheek again. Anyway, for something new this month, we, we uh, thought we'd delve into the uh, the fiction that is behind MTG World, mm. uh, the story behind it all. Yeah. Um, 
in Kaladesh. We've had how many episodes prior to six? What? I think this is there's a Grateful Consulate is episode six. I think episode six. So a Grateful Consulate is the one we're looking at today. Mm. Uh, Aaron, what's the backstory behind this? So don't worry, this won't be dry, fellas, uh, listeners, girls, guys. We'll everyone, everyone, Friends. just give us where we're up to. On very, this very we... basic backstory so far. Yeah, the, the plot of Kaladesh is coming off um, uh, Shadows Over Innistrad block, where we found out that Emrakul is the source of the madness behind Innistrad. Uh, mm. They, the Gatewatch, who are Jace. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some like other boring, boring chads. Yeah, the, the redhead uh, enlisted Liliana's help very reluctantly yeah. to uh, to help them destroy Emrakul using zombies. Because Liliana's cause, so hot yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, how did that go? I thought in the end it was like, oh, you brought lots of zombies, and then Tamiyo's like, well, I'll just Harakiri it away yeah, with all my life force. Yeah, um, they got close to Emrakul by zombies. Who, who knows? Yeah. It's all very garbled. Because um, Emrakul can't corrupt the dead. Can't corrupt uh, no. the dead because he corrupts the sheep. Do sex they... machina or however you want to say it. Yeah. Mm. Very good. <laughs> I'd do sex machina. De- deus. <laughs> deus ex machina. Deus now, now David, like, machina. Yeah. <laughs> do sex is something that... Like, I don't know what to hear Americans say because they say, do sex. And it's like, well, that's what happens when a Jewish man and Jewish woman love each other very much. <laughs> like, do sex machina. Yeah. Where does that come from? Is that is that a German term? Uh, well, it's... Deus. Yeah, it's bastardized yeah. Latin. It literally oh, means okay. deus, god, ex, yeah. out of, or from the a machine. machine, or from a device. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was god in the machine. Nah, that, that, that would be deus, ich, deus in machina. Oh. Right? We get in from Latin. Just it, it just means you just break the story by just going, oh, this magic thing happens and it's all solved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Which has happened in both of the, <laughs> the <laughs> magic uh, stories recently. So yeah, Battle of Zendikar, Oath of the Gatewatch, they burned the unburnable indestructible Kozilek <laughs> and Ulamog great with the fall of the Titans uh, card by channeling Zendikar's life force into it trapped Emrakul in the moon unassailable unkillable Emrakul trap her in the moon sure no. cool oh, it's, which, it's all good Never but she's a she now. we didn't know that did we Emrakul's like they're supposed to be genderless but when they told stories over many many years they gave her a well it became Emiria yeah Emiria yeah uh, in the the merfolk yeah. legends but all among Kozilek everyone would always refer so, to them so as male is yeah. there a narrative arc here is there a struggle that we're trying to overcome or is this like a battle is there any character growth across these stories so far what, what, is, are, we, what are we following the they're in very early stages with developing these characters and stuff Gideon's yeah. a beefcake so I don't think that they people. are because they started doing this planeswalker thing remember years ago we were talking about oh mtg movie that's coming out this is why the planeswalker's happening and the developed stories from well, there like i had the, three, three years to, to do that the, the the movie going yeah. pop culture comic audience by having a solid group of characters that you build every plot device around splash page every every yeah, every, every bit of the story every, every bit's a splash page <laughs> yeah. and so you have all these big bad characters and we're going to continue to see this over the next few years i think they, the Eldrazi people really love seeing the Eldrazi on cards. Oh, let's have the Gatewatch kill them. And everyone's like, well, why did you yeah. do that? Like, like it's, it wasn't necessary. Yeah, I would have much rather, like, uh, playing Battle for Zendikar, like, that was my first set. I was like, oh, my God, the conclusion to this story is going to be the evacuation of, of, of Zendikar. Zendikar yeah. Yeah. Like, they're just going to have to go, shit, there's nothing we can do. Come back and, and defeat them with some huge thing yeah I don't know what if they what, imagine if they did that and then like went to Innistrad moseyed around for a while oh shit more Eldrazi and then like they came up with some amazing inventors fair like 
you know, something. Blight Eternity's weapon in Kaladesh yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't have to be so black and white, though. It's not like, oh, they're here, and then we destroy them and they're gone. So it's like, like are they here or they're gone? It could be, like, living alongside of them or trying to avoid, like, you know, or, or, like rogue, like, underworld sort of thing of avoiding all that yeah. sort of stuff. It's way more interesting yeah. than it. And, um... This is that's exactly it. The the black and white nature of them just destroying them and then being like, and now we can rebuild. Whereas when you look at the story from a few years ago when they first talked about the Eldrazi, the the Nahiri, the Lithomancer, Sorin, and Ugin, who are the ones who trapped them on Zenicon in the first place, said they can't be killed. They're just um, like part of the earth it's an avatar of, of, of a being you can't comprehend they're an avatar of, of some cosmic thing that you can't comprehend and this is just their physical manifestation so even if you kill them they're still going to be out there and they'll just be really really annoyed yeah. and yeah. they killed them and there's been no ramifications <laughs> yeah it makes me think of like well, they were annoyed yeah. it makes me <laughs> think right of, they died it makes me think of like the chaos gods from 40k where like those those gods are in the in the materium in the warp and they're they're driven by the, our actions and our thoughts and feelings and stuff like that and you know, they can manifest and it takes a lot of power and you can yeah. kill that manifestation but they're still out there they're because they're like, driven yeah. by stuff that's far beyond your understanding exactly and i'm worried that they have set themselves this horrible thing where they made the most powerful beings known in the multiverse the eldrazi these physical manifestations that they just killed and now everything in the future is going to be smaller than them right surely you can't have plain well you've got the phyrexians who are like a whole race of of corruption kind of thing but it's going to be really difficult for them uh, anyway we're moving well, on to yeah we've sorry. lost our way yeah <laughs> it's going to be difficult for them to move on where they did move on to was kaladesh and so yes. um they trapped uh, Emrakul on the moon and now we're focusing a bit more on Chandra and take your Emrakul and send it to the moon <laughs> regular show sorry <laughs> um, the gate watch are on Ravnica where Jace is doing I'm stuff for, the thing if you get caught between Emrakul and New York City it's just the moon if you get caught know. between the moon and New York City Christopher Cross from like <laughs> 1982 don't know 78 oh. I was going to say you could have like Killing Moon Echo and the Bunny Moon like no. killing time. What what moon? What moon story uh, song are you going for? Episode oh. six: A Grateful Consulate. So this is winding up the Kaladesh story. <clears throat> yeah, the Kaladesh story has been. Oh, so this is the finale that we've read. Yes. Wow. Wow. Uh, Dovin <laughs> Dovin Barn comes to meet that he's a planeswalker from Kaladesh. He comes yeah. to meet the Gatewatch on Ravnica, where they're hanging out after trapping the Eldrazi in the moon and stuff. You know punching sandbags and stuff, you know, just training up for whatever big thing happens next. Did you just say meet them on Ravnica? Yeah, on Ravnica, yeah. What? Ravnica's their home base because it's like it's like Coruscant in Star Wars. It's like a ecumenopolis. Got, gotcha, yeah. And they just yep, gotcha. hang out there. That's where all the magic people come and hang out. And so Dovin Barn from Kaladesh comes and says, we've had some uh, weird stuff happening around our Inventors Fair. I think mm. that the Gatewatch should come and have a look. I've heard that you guys are doing some, like, you know... It's inter- a trap. Interplanar. Uh. Yeah. It's, so it's interplanar Scooby-Doo trap. shit. Yeah. Like. <laughs> um, no, one, no one takes it very seriously apart from Chandra, who says, Kaladesh, that's where my parents are from. <gasps> oh, my God. I wonder, well, I wonder what could happen if I arrived there, if they could twist my arm somehow. Yeah, exactly. So mm. Chandra turns up on Kaladesh. Uh, Liliana <laughs> follows her. <laughs> um... Sorry. They find out that something fishy is indeed going oh, on. No. And uh, Chandra's parents, who were murdered much earlier in the in the story, in the Magic Origins story, found out that that's how a spark ignited. Okay. Um, her parents were rebelling against the consulate of Kaladesh, who were keeping the... Weren't they um, keeping P and Allah? Uh, oh, 
Sorry. And then in the uh, in the second bit of the story, <laughs> as shown on the uh, cards, yeah, faithful reunion, reunion. Um, she finds her mother is still alive, oh, still such uh, a story spotlight, renegade prime. Um, <laughs> yeah. Leading the rebellion against the consulate, yeah. who aren't doing anything particularly oppressive. They're just like, make sure you report your inventions yeah. and stuff. Pay your like, bills. No, <laughs> I don't wanna. <laughs> so they're just the worst rebels ever. They're just re- rebelling against nothing in particular. And then they're they're going. To, so they go to the inventors' fair to try and find out what is suspicious about what's going on. Uh, Nothing the, suspicious. Suspi- well, suspicious that like Pianala is obviously an, uh, a woman of Indian origin, and I think uh, Chandra's dad also of Indian origin. Chandra, Chandra mayonnaise as hell. <laughs> Chandra's, uh, Chandra's Irish looking. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Other suspicious things that are going on. Um, t- the head judge of the Inventors Fair, and a big reveal is <gasps> Tezzeret, who uh, is like a half. Machine. Yeah, he's got inventions hanging out of his limbs of, and speaking stuff. Of twisting your arm. <laughs> he's got a weird twisty metal arm. Yeah, uh, he's from Esper. Last time we saw him, he was being corrupted by the dragon planeswalker Nicol Bolas, um, and now he's just come to be a judge at an inventors fair. <laughs> um, not suspiciously at all. In his retirement. Yeah. yeah. Um, only Liliana recognizes him because he did some evil stuff to her and Jace a very long time ago in some other story. Um, and uh, and then Tezzeret has been m- machinating the Inventors Fair to go around a big showdown with himself and Pianala, Chandra's mum, traps... Why, what is the point of that? Like, he's trying to show off to everybody that he's going to yeah, kick not... all these colours of... Well, he's openly said that he wants um, Rashmi's... Uh, so there's someone at the Inventors Fair who's made a small-scale teleportation device mm-hmm. right. that he, they believe, and I guess he is somewhat con- mm-hmm. confirming by his interest in it, is moving objects, like picking up, you know, a, a, a gidget a, in a when one place, yeah. yep, and, and going through the blind eternities on the other side of the room. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, his vase removal is very expensive in Kaladesh. Yeah, yeah. 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 but yeah. that bubble, that could be crazy. wrap. <laughs> don't know, tell me something else that costs. Yeah. Well, it'd be nice if I could just move house by, like, my whole house, like, yeah. Yeah, through the blind eternities to somewhere so, else. So, just wants to move house, doesn't want to break anything. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got a fifth-story walk-up. He doesn't, <laughs> want to, doesn't want to move that cupboard, just, oh, God. You know, he's got that dodgy hey, metallic ankle that oh, you know, yeah. oh, always backs up. Yeah. Get but, some WD-40 on that. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's going to be crazy shit, right? Because only, only planeswalkers <laughs> plane can, um, can plane hop. Yeah, plane so, so this, is, oh, right. this has some interesting implications as to why Tezzeret wants this invention, which a whole story was was about this invention and and them stumbling across this matter teleportation device. Um, his so, uh, his motive for for ki- wanting to kill Pianala not really clear. Just seems some like a random thing to upset Chandra, yeah. right? Which um, doesn't have any kind and of he's like, basis Chandra in the story. And Nissa turns up for moral support at some point, and um, he locks them. In a in a deadlock trap. Oh, which, which story spotlight. Story spotlight. Yeah. Um, they are released from the deadlock trap by a Johnny, who uh, who has impeccable timing. Who has impeccable timing. <laughs> he turns and up. Wicked dreads. Chops <laughs> chops some guards <laughs> and releases them from the from the cage. Again, not really for any reason, except um, for action splash page. For, yeah. yeah. I've got it as my desktop background at the moment, actually. I'm just jumping into the scene, like, just chopping a guy and going, oh, But no. it's very much like, you know, characters for no reason that turn up, and I'm here! It's me! You know, Hello. because movie! <laughs> because <laughs> fiction, I guess. Yeah, how are you going to get out of this? Uh, how, oh, I've got to learn Deus. Deus? Deus ex machina. Machina. There you go. That's why I'm here. Um, so Ajani's turned up. We haven't seen him since the Theros storyline. It honestly just feels like they've they've gone... 
oh, you know who we haven't seen in a while? A Johnny. How do we write him into the story? Let's say he's really sad about Elspeth dying. He's been travelling from plane to plane. He's got a grandmother named Avia Pashiri on Kaladesh for no reason, who's a, who's a person, not a, not a cat woman. So, hang on. Does that mean at some point his parents are like a, just like a cat and a person? Uh, I, I don't <laughs> think so. I think it's one the, of those... One, like, one of them's an Indian woman. And, uh, <laughs> one's I an Indian it's man. It's like how everyone in Malaysia is my auntie when I meet them. Oh, it's his grandmother of, of some description. But he grew up on Naya, where he fought Nicol Bolas and stuff. So Ajani's got some beef with Nicol Bolas. Tezzeret was working for Nicol Bolas. I assume Nicol Bolas is... It's doing a all these bizarre things. choice to make to reintroduce all of these characters that we do know from the past and did seem to have some gravitas when we first mm-hmm. met them. Yeah. Then they also slip in all of these crap. Like, <laughs> what are you laughing about? Oh, I'm just having this thought, right? Because you're saying, like, what is they just slipping in all these people? Like, oh, that's a bizarre choice, mate. I don't think they're making a choice. I think they've got, like, sexy dice, but with all the planeswalkers <laughs> yeah. and names on them. And then, like, a verb. And like, they've just gone... Okay, uh, Ajani Rescue. How are we going <laughs> to get that to happen? Like, right lick eyes. Like. <laughs> my, my query is, why Sahili Rai? Why Dovin Barn? Because they're pretty... Hump, ho, ho. Like, Sahili Rai, it's not a good card, right? It's not. We don't no, need to have not. that. So, uh, Rai is, why couldn't we just have Ajani in Kaladesh? Sahili Rai came from when they were doing uh, concept art for Kaladesh, and they said they wanted to be <laughs> like... South Asian um, yeah. themed, like not not Indian per se, but like the bizarre and uh, invention kind of feel. The deeper I get into this, it does sound more and more like you know like when you're in high school and you might have you know you've written a story and then you on another day you did a really cool picture and you thought <laughs> oh you know what I just need o- <laughs> OC do not steal yeah OC so do, original character do not someone's steal someone's at Magic Headquarters and they're drawing a just doodle and like, oh that's really right just written that underneath there and they're like, that's alright who's it? that Mark oh that's really right use her. Yeah, let's put her in the story put her in the Kaladesh where are we Kaladesh oh. who is she oh she's an inventor yeah. she's, she's this, she did an invention she's this Irish lady white as this oh oh no I've, I'll just colour her in and make her Indian there you go beautiful outfit go, does that work well, they're just going to go like, but how does she invent stuff? Well, that's the thing, right? She's even the best inventor because, like, metal just does what she wants. She's like a channeler it's just of like magic. metal. It's just m- magic. Yeah. Ma- how does she do magic. the inventions? Magic. <laughs> um, so Sahili Rai, not really going to see her in the plot very much. She's not going to join the Gatewatch. She's there uh, as a red shirt. A red shirt. She's, She's going to get killed in the movie when the movie comes out. They'll go, oh, well, we haven't seen Sahili right. Oh, here she comes skipping over the... Oh, Hi my God. God. She, she got, <laughs> she got destroyed no. in the worst possible way. <laughs> Vaporized. <laughs> Uh, so Ajani's going to join the Gatewatch soon, I'm pretty damn sure. Yeah. So Healy Rai, we're going to leave on this plane. Dovin Barn, going to leave on this plane as well. He's just like a Garbage generic blue bad guy. guy who's Avatar. Good at I, I, I'm honestly having this image, though. If Ajani joins the Gatewatch, that's going to be like, you know, it is going to be Gideon, who's like, I'm invulnerable. And like, you know, everyone, I've got crazy charisma. That's like my superpower. And then like Chandra's fire and Nissa's like, oh, Leyline's channeling. And like yeah. Liliana's like, I can raise the dead. And Lanji's like... Alanji. Ajani's just like, I'm an eagle lion with a big axe. Yeah. But you know what? Someone like Jace is going to have a terrible cat allergy. And it's just going to be the worst. Oh, my allergies. Yeah. You know, when, you, when you're going into plane, it's just going to be one guy moaning away about his weeping eyes and he's yeah. sniffling every five Can we go to a plane with oh. some antihistamine, please? Yeah. It's going to be, who invited Ajani along? Uh, so we've we've... After this, Ajani's saved him from the thing. Pia, Nala, and Tezzeret have their big <clears throat> showdown. And then just as Tezzeret's about to kill her, dramatic reversal, Jason and the whole Gatewatch show up and 
They go, I don't, I don't think so, Tezzeret. It's Dramatic Reversal. A story. No, it's not a story it's spotlight. It's not a story spotlight, but that's, that's what's happening on Dramatic yeah. Reversal. And then uh, literally like in Attack of the Clones, like Count Dooku just jumps on a ship. <laughs> Tezzeret just jumps on the Sky Sovereign and flies away. And Devin Bond's like, oh, I've got to clean up all this mess. And, and that, that's, the, this, that's the finale of the story. The and the that's, way, but that's where we are now, isn't it, yes. for a grateful consulate where <laughs> Dovin Barn takes a walk through town moaning about things he's got to sort out. And this <laughs> is the finale. It's like, oh, I hate being a middle manager. Oh, Everyone's oh, doing it wrong. Management just, with Dovin Barn. It just annoys me that, like, we have so many planeswalkers with mad powers, see, see yeah, aforementioned, all of, all and above. It, it makes me think of the how it should have ended where, like, Iron Man, it's Iron Man 1, he's like, yes, yeah, so I just killed my enemy and told everyone I was Iron Man. And, like, Superman and Batman like, you can't, can't just kill your enemies. He goes, yeah, I'll just swear revenge and break out. Well, like, every time they run into someone, Jay, what if Jason, like, have Jason Tezzeret met before? They must yeah. have met before. Yeah. What yeah. if they just going, oh, fuck, it's Tezzeret, and cross his psyche like a paper yeah, yeah. cup, and he's just a husk. <laughs> like, he's got his powers, he's like, I'm the mind reveler, revealer, oh. yeah. you know, mind freak, Chris Angel shit. Yeah. He's just crushing, like, what's the chance to just set everything on fire? I go, oh, fucking Tezzeret, you imprisoned my mum. <laughs> like, just blast you with the, you know, the life force of the plane. Or yeah, whatever. I it's killed a god. Like, yeah. just burn his eyes out. This is the problem with the story, which is that they went from burning the living Jesus out of Kozilek and Ulamog simultaneously, who killed everyone in the plane, and freaking Tezzeret on Kalik. They can't even... I'm stuck inside a trap! Ah, I need a big lion cat to break me out! And any time you have these characters that have pretty much no weaknesses, like Chandra's weakness is she's got a mum... Who was dead and now she's alive yeah. again? That's oh, so about it. She's got a temper. Yeah. Oh, just... she's a redhead. Oh, that's a stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so bullshit though, because you go, you got like Chandra's whole thing is like her sparking night and she burned down a city, mm-hmm. like Chandra's ignition. That's like that's like a thing. Or she burned down a whole castle or something like that. Mm-hmm. We go, I'm gonna lock you in this deadlock box, and she goes, Oh, watch out! And she's just gonna go, and like just go Super Saiyan, destroy everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Melt, just melt. Liliana's gonna be like, Ah, this might like, die. Knifey a scum. Scum belongs to the Nords. So, a grateful consulate by James Wyatt. He's James. We know anything about James. He don't do it. He's, just he's been, a, he's been he's writing on and off magic stories. Each of the six ones was written by a different author. Yeah. James Wyatt's done a few uh, in the past. Oh. I, I think a few that I enjoyed, but but only because I'm. But it's, to I'd love to know what the what what instructions they get behind these magic stories because mm. I think you've pretty much summed up a grateful consulate, which sort of went like, what's the summary for a grateful consulate, Aaron? So Tezzeret's just escaped on his on his ship. Yep. Dovinban's gone. Already, you've used more words than what you did before. <laughs> Dovinban like, complains about having to clean up Tezzeret's mess. Yeah, cleans up Tezzeret's mess, and that's. That's, that's pretty much it. Shows how clever he is by using ten dollar words. And we've built up to this climax. Widdershins. <laughs> yeah. just it, the delivery of this. Like, what gets me is magic. It got me into magic because of the awesome art. Like, mm-hmm. it's mo- you know, like ninety nine percent of these cards are fantastic. Look at right. They get the mm-hmm. awesome, awesome artists, the best artists from around the world doing these yeah. this art for them, and then. In unequal terms, the writing for it, the art of writing, it's just just get anybody that can put a sentence together. And sometimes, yeah. like in this, in this, like, you know, I'm not the greatest writer in the world, but in this, in this, uh, in this story, there are word strings of words which aren't even sentences. Like I'll I'll, I'll pick out a few here. Uh, I've got one here which I enjoyed earlier on. Uh, talk amongst yourself. Um, 
Well, oh, certainly just describing well, things in a really belaboured way. Yeah. Like, just... <laughs> oh, yeah, there's that too. Okay, just out of the blues. So Dovin sighed. Think of a... His sentence. exasperated brain was more than... I'm just making that up, you know. Yeah. It's just like... Does, it just do Aetherborn like just... have brains? Do they just have like a little electrical, they, they electrical storm in their head? They do, they're alive for a couple years, I think. But they do have like organs. I think I think so. Because I th- I feel like they'd, they'd just be like kind of crystalline energy or something, wouldn't they, hey? I'm Aetherborn. Not sure. They do have a consciousness. Can we have a magic... F- oh. uh, well, actually, I'll save this. This might be a comment for later, how to improve it. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, here's one. <clears throat> uh, just think of sentences as pockets of information that are self-contained within their own... After the dangerous ether leak, sure to attract gremlins, was closed. What? What? And after is in italics as well. After, so... After the dangerous ether leak, sure to attract gremlins, was closed. (laughs) After the dangerous ether leak was closed, sure to attract gremlins. So I think what he's saying is the ether leak has... It's a dangerous... He loves his adjectives, by the way. He's gone over the top. Um, after the dangerous ether leak has closed and it was sure to attract... It's just Does so that cool. sound like that's written in two tenses? It sounds like oh. it's written in the future tense, in the middle and the past tense so for the rest of it? After the dangerous... That happens as well. Look at this sentence. After the dangerous ether leak was closed was all he needed to say. Yeah. But he went, after the dangerous ether leak, sure to attract gremlins, was closed. What? That should be you a comma. To... Well, that yeah, should be but... a... There's more sentence after that. Yeah, don't... there's something that's not... to happen. There's no verb, don't nothing... mention is... gremlins. It ruins <laughs> the whole sentence. It, it, it does honestly read like... Uh, you just wrote it. Yeah, my, my, my comment on it was first... Uh, classic first draft shite. Because <laughs> surely editor, you know? It's yeah. like this is just... He's banged they, us out in one afternoon. They feel like no one has edited it. And no, one's, no one no, else has read this. Yeah. Well, maybe they, like maybe some... Maybe they've, you know... Same as they, they print the cards in China. Maybe the stories get edited in China as well. <laughs> you know those garbage art cards from like the late 90s? Uh, yeah. This is the, the writing. Is the yeah, the garbage cards from two months ago. Like, <laughs> diabolic tutor. And shit. I mean, the... Yeah, yeah bolts touch shine bright. Mmm. Bolts touch shine bright. Here's a highlight. I won't read the whole sentence because it drags on a bit. (laughs) The dwarf enforcer looked as though waiting were absolutely the last thing she wanted to do. It goes on. The dwarf enforcer looked as though waiting were absolutely the last thing she wanted to do, but Dovin fixed her with a stern eye to clarify that his polite phrasing should not be taken as permission to refuse. (gasps) Breathe. Oh god! And he's he's used fixed is he's used fixed as intransitive there, but you can't fix someone with your eye. You fix your eye upon them. Yeah, like he, they're missing um, prepositions. He fixed his eye because it was knackered. What? It's been poked what in there. What sentence? Fixed was her that? with his eye, like he's got yeah. fixed vision. It's very funny though, listener. You should tune into some of this because it, it's it's really good stuff. It's just like he uses he loves the word chaos. He uses <laughs> I think I counted four of them because Dovinban hates chaos. Yeah, and just this chaos. Everywhere. Easy pro writing pro tip for a writer: just tap it with your right right uh, right button. Uh, synonyms. Just put another word there. Any of those words will do. Calamity. Turmoil. <clears throat> yeah. He drops one in the first sentence where he says, "Dovin Barn shook his head, annoyed. All around him, a deeply flawed plan was unfolding in utter chaos." And I think I, 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 I geekily edited that down to Dovin Barn shook his head. All around him, his, pa- his plan unfolded in chaos. And I, it, I'm not even sure whose plan it was either, but I, I went for his. Plan. It was Tezzeret's plan. Mm-hmm. So even he could say Tezzeret's plan unfolded in chaos. Yeah. But that was 13 words. He used 18. It's unnecessary. This is, this is an- so long-winded yet, yet and distracting. Another problem is that they try and keep... The, the stories are so 
long now. They used mm. to be quite digestible little chunks I could read on my lunch break at, at work or whatever. Now they're just like you got to sit down and read it, and it's a and it's a struggle. You got to think, and I'm like, when I get to the end of this, I, I'm expecting some some big story yeah, yeah, thing, I was and I got to the end, and I was like, no. Oh. <laughs> What? Yeah. And then next week it's the Kaladesh. Cliffhanger, middle management of uh, bureaucracy in Kaladesh <laughs> sucks. Yeah. Like, so I mean, Do- I, I Dovin's trying his best. I think That's the whole the part, end. we're not just being grumpy with it for fun. It's like, it would be nice of them to like give us some really cool uh, like fiction, even fan yeah. fiction that's mm. been done well would be good, you yeah. know? Why not, why not reveal that Dovin Barnes like playing Tezzeret as well and there's like yeah, more right? than one motivation? But it's so difficult to convey that, that they're not bothering and they've written a whole story about Dovin Barnes and we're n- probably never going to hear from him again. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they're trying to make you care about characters that you don't give a shit about. There seems to be a sense of card name dropping as yes, well. And you yes. don't, you know, it's trying to drop the, card the, names in there. He tames or, a Bastion Mastodon at yeah, some point. And, and stuff. it just comes it's over like, as too wordy and yeah. mealy and it's like, nah, it doesn't quite work. If you've got to get it in there, there's cleverer ways of getting mm-hmm. it in there, I think. But, the, I mean, it, it's... Because you want it to be a story from a living, breathing plane yeah and and they've done all this amazing work to get the the concept art and the the, how everything looks and the vehicles and they really work it into the fabric of the thing but the story just seems like someone went oh oh, mastodon uh and then uh, skyship and there's dwarves and uh dovin barnes there and there's chaos so from this point forward we're 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 taking the gloves off uh we can pretty much make fun of all of their stories from now on yes. until they're good, right? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what we're going to do. But the thing for me is, like, I feel they're they're missing some really basic. I, well, I think basic. I'm not a writer, but uh, you know, they're the writers. It should be basic for them. Um, like, really, I don't, I don't think they are. Kind. Well, I think they're just some guy. This, yeah, they work in the magic creative. Some team. some <clears throat> bum off the street. Yeah. Hey, man, do you know anything about cards? Like, that's the, that's the I trouble know with stories <laughs> about lions. That's the trouble with writing. That everyone thinks if it's just a couple of words, oh, I can put some words together and do that story. Yeah. And but it's not. There's a more of an art to it than but, that. Yeah, but for me. It's like, I think, what if, like, wouldn't it be, have, it's been so much cooler. What if uh, this story was, like, in Medias Res and we were, like, embedded with the Rebellion for a while so we actually gave a shit about the Rebellion mm-hmm. instead of, like, everything always starts at the beginning. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what if what if we had a set that kind of switched it up, right? Because I was Episode talking to... Episode four. Well, exactly. <gasps> or I was oh. talking to Aaron the other day that we're going to see this two-block thing is always going to go set up the conflict, resolve the conflict, set up yeah, the conflict, yeah. resolve the conflict. So, <laughs> Um, why don't why don't we come in at the at the tail end of a conflict and yeah. everything's just shit fucked from seven in the morning to seven at night yeah, yeah, and yeah. oh made up a new thing. The, um, the, the fun of reading stuff is solving those things in your yeah. head. So that's why you know in that simple edit that I did and in here he said Dovin Barn shook his head annoyed. I changed it to Dovin Barn shook his head, which also which immediately makes you think. Why is he shaking, shaking his, his head? head. Yeah. And so, oh, I'll read on and find out. Maybe I can infer what's going on. And, mm. and that's the joy of reading, I think, is because when you figure stuff out, you give yourself a little pat on the back when you're sitting there on Sunday is, afternoon having a cup of coffee. Which is one of my favourite things about... Um, some of my, my favourite moments from Magic Story history have been when, through flavour text and through the cards and stuff, we figured out yeah. Emrakul was on Innistrad. And um, <clears throat> we... Uh, oh, when, when I found out that these gods that they worshipped on Zendikar were these Eldrazi titans. In, it walked through Chinese whispers, like through the yeah. through the ages. Um, I was like, "Whoa! Like that's so cool! Like it, like in concept." But that's that never comes from the story. No, that comes from it, just looking at the cards. Looking at the cards and piecing it all together. <laughs> that's that's how I'm doing my magic reading. But yeah. like, I've been reading some really really great uh, fantasy recently, and it's it doesn't treat you like a fool. 
It doesn't say, yeah. this is what's happening and this is why he's annoyed. And then this is what's happened and this is why he's annoyed. Now this is what he's doing. You do some stuff with no... You don't explain your intention. And yeah. then afterwards, you fi- you piece together the intention. Why did you act that way? Why did you do this? And, and that's what a good writer will do. It's yeah. just getting that balance between jamming it down your throat. You know when you see that movie and you go, oh, I think that guy's done it. And then a minute later, you go, yeah, I think he definitely did it because he just did this. And yeah. then a minute later, it's like... Yeah, we know it was him. He yeah, did it. Know. And then Stop. a minute later, uh, yes, oh, I'm out. Yeah. You know, it's like jamming down your throat. And compared to something that's really good where you just sort of just about figure it mm-hmm. out and then it's the, the big reveal comes and you're like, yeah, that was great. I feel like sometimes as well, it journey. reads like where you have books that are, you know, written by two authors. So I had this yeah. reading, Good Omens, Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman, where I almost think uh, a couple of points between chapters, one of them was just casually retconning something that happened in the other one's chapter. Oh, like, just really? a little bit. Like, yeah. a few, it's, I can't think of any, it's a long book, but I can't think of any specific examples. And then it's just like, and I guess I'm, I'm moving to a broader comment that they've got this team of writers and they yes. keep swapping writers. Yep. And I mean, that can be interesting in terms of telling the story different ways mm-hmm. or from different perspectives. Yep. But I think they need to formalize some part of it. Mm-hmm. It's like all the stuff about Dovin Barn is going to be written by this guy. Yep. And they need to have like focus tested it a bit to see that that guy can write interesting stuff with Dovin Barn, who we're obviously trying to show is super clever and, and he's yeah. you know trying to be like, oh, what's Tezzeret's game? And he's trying to figure him out. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, and we just get stylistic crap. Like, you know, he could hardly wait to get started as soon as the planeswalkers were taken into, con- into custody and the renegades quieted soon. Hang on, that italic soon, is that inside Dovin Barn's head? Because up to that point, the story is not narrated from the first person. (laughs) It's just kind of... Soon. Soon. Like, just pick a style and... Just do it. Hey, it like, they even do something really cool and get, like, real authors and go, oh, my oh, God, yeah. you know, like, the, this block story was written by, I don't know, the dude that wrote Lies of Locke Lamora or something yeah. or Mistborn or... Oh, that might be the just same like thing. When you know, <laughs> just like yeah, when you're doing the art, you get a real artist like Noah Bradley and everyone's like, whoa, Noah Bradley painted that? Yeah, he yeah. painted that. Oh, yeah, well, this, uh, this cool art author wrote this story for yeah. us. I was like, like John Avon stuff as well. Like, he's He's a writer. Well. <laughs> <laughs> John Avon's really well known for his stuff outside yeah. magic. So when he does magic, people are like, wow. John Avon did... Did mm. these like? That's what you want, and but this is the magic. But, but even if you didn't know if it was who John Avon or what he did, which I didn't, yeah, you just look at his art and you go, "That's from amazing." amazing. The, the lands, lands are just amazing. This is the magic online problem where they don't really have enough of a budget or thing, or they don't think that they do. It's not a very popular game. It's probably going to be dead in a few years. We Stuck can't like, spend any money on it. Yeah, uh, where they do all the programming in house because they think that they'll know how to do it best. When you mm. should just pay some money, outsource it, and then people will come because it's been outsourced and it's been you produce a quality product. Pay one quality editor who nobody knows but's good at his job. Fan fiction, get it to come in. You know, you could yeah. you could filter. You could have a couple of people just to filter through the the chaff with a head editor and just go boom, that's it. Yeah. You know, we can do it. And uh, I don't know. Every just... time I read one of these stories, I'm not also a writer, but like, but but I write. But like, yeah. it just makes me want to. I want to say that I feel like I could write something as good as this. That's why better. I feel totally confident in ripping into it because you know, if someone goes, "Oh, well, you do better," it's, I could do I better. Could do yeah, better. Not, could do a better. Problem, yeah. not a problem. Not a problem. I'll also do it in half the space and then be able to explore some other cool shit <laughs> yeah. that's going on. That's why I'm wondering what the brief is for this because yeah. it's mm-hmm. part of the brief. He does this. He does this. Does this. I'll make it shit as well. <laughs> <laughs> Was that well? Should we like? Should we give them some things then? Because I like I reckon if you have some rules, right? So like, dear Magic, here are the rules for all your future stories. My contribution 
is Elements of Style. That's a good book. Elements of it. yeah, Elements of Style. Please read it. Uh, also, you know, like pay attention to the green underlines from Microsoft Word when you're writing. Uh, oh, sorry, guys, that's in the wrong tense. So that's the wrong number for that verb. So that's a plural right. verb. You look like you're having some problems with tense. Yeah, said Clippy the paperclip. For me, it's just like I agree with Aaron. They need to put it through like the Can I read this on the toilet without my legs going to sleep? Test. Yep. Oh, yeah. If my legs start tingling, too long. Facebook does that to me every time. I get right into set what everyone's been up to and stand up. Oh, yeah. Pins and needles, claps on the floor. Yeah. Wife comes in and drill, it looks, she thinks I had a stroke. She's like, I'm twice Facebook. A couple of times a week. She goes, Oh my God, David's had a stroke. No, no, I've just been reading Facebook. <laughs> Trapped on the toilet. Oh, just, just before we leave, you know, the story, I've got, uh, here's, a, here's another outtake. One sentence. And far from elegant in its aesthetics, it's beginning with a preposition. Yeah, course, and yeah. and far from elegant in its aesthetics, though it appeared highly functional. And, oh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. One more time. Okay. And <laughs> I don't know if I should pause after the end. And far from elegant in its aesthetics, though it appeared highly functional. That's so, crap. Why don't you just say? No, just no, it, no, just take, oh, just let just, the words. Just let it, just let it roll. <laughs> let over them you. rain. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, just again, rain liquid know, shit into my ears. I know you can start a sentence with a preposition, but isn't that the reason and why you should And is a conjunction, shouldn't? not a preposition. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, can we read that sentence with the dwarf one again? Oh, I just gotta. Um, you just got. I just gotta absorb it. I just gotta. <laughs> I just gotta really, really put uh, my teeth into that. I like. I, I highlight. I liked. I enjoyed this as I'm going through it. His posture shouted impatience. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Look at them shoulders. I'm not waiting for you! <laughs> Did your shoulders just shout at me? I'll, I, think, I think maybe a Cockney accent works with this, the dwarf sentence. Sure. The dwarf enforcer looked as though they... <laughs> the dwarf enforcer looked as though waiting were absolutely the last thing she wanted to do. <laughs> Comment goes on. Is that, is that Cockney? I don't know. Oh, it's all like, were... You know, it wasn't. You know, the dwarf enforcer looked as though waiting was exa- was absolutely the last thing she wanted to do. I think maybe they did listen to Grammarly there because when you use was, it usually goes. Don't really like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, yeah, was. Because um, uh, yeah, oh, I'm forgetting my sentence fragment. No, 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 no. Uh, passive, passive oh, uh, mm-hmm. verb. It reads like fan fiction. It's, it's honestly unbelievable. Yeah, the dwarf enforcer. Looked as though waiting were absolutely the last thing she wanted to do, but Dovin fixed her with a stern eye. I hope he took a deep breath to clarify that his polite phrasing should not be taken as permission to refuse. It just goes on and on and on. <laughs> What's this podcast become? Are we just moaning about English and grammar now? We've, yeah. we've done something different, haven't we? Yeah. It's not just becoming English teachers. All right, let's let's wind let's wind it back a bit, maybe. Right, where's where's it going to head next, Darren? What's what's going on with this well, story? I, I think one of the rules from Kai's book should be that they have oh, yeah. one writer to do the story. Yeah. Make it slightly less long. Do it in chunks. Um, He's been, this, focus this, on this one is a character as well. Yeah, because we, we were with Sahili Raya and Rashmi yeah. for our story. And I quite liked that story. They had an interesting dynamic. Uh, there, was, there was a lot of tension. And, and then you had the the ebbs and flows of, of them being excited they about do the feel like they're overstuffed like they need to get all the characters in there yeah. so that um, everyone's and then having a whole story focused on Rashmi and Sahili and never talking about them again and then this is a whole story about Dovin Martin never talking about them again you want to focus on your characters? Focus on your characters, like or their or their actual character. If you're going to have yeah. a Dovin Barn story, let's find out about him. We, we learn nothing about him in this. Well, we know he's finicky, and he doesn't like, and he's going around solving problems. Yeah, and he's blue. 
Yep. Oh, I learned that from the picture. <laughs> yeah. yep. the, the, the awesome artwork. His blue skin. Pathological listened. fear of a sentence without a comma in it. <laughs> Look how blue he is. Anyway. He's so blue. Tyler Jacobson, you save the writing because no one's reading the words. They're just going straight to the art and going, wow, that's a good looking yeah. picture there. Yeah, yeah. Every now and then they, they tie a new spoiler into the storyline and I start going through it. I'm like, I'm going to read all this and the payoff will be the spoiler at the end. And it gets harder and harder and harder to do. And I just scroll down and just look at the card at yeah. the bottom. All right, make it worthwhile. Hey, I, can, I know how we can bring back the enthusiasm. MTG card quiz. Yeah! Woo! <laughs> MTG Card Quiz, 6-7 Land Hand, it's a real quiz. MTG Card Quiz, fellas. This one, this time, on the theme, or oh, the theme is called Kaladesh Servo Station. <laughs> the servo? Going to the servo? Servo. How many servos do you make? For um, our American listeners and everyone else around the world, that's a service station or a petrol yeah. station or a... Gas station? Gas station, yeah. In Australia, it's very difficult to say service station. Or afternoon. So we say no. servo Ser- and arvo. Servo. Yeah. 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 Well, you're here with yeah. Davo Wildsmith. Davo uh, and Azza. Mate, are you making fun of my accent? That's all right, Kaiser. Oh, <gasps> oh no. Dun, dun, dun. It's oh, all coming ger- to pieces now. He knows now. German as well. My God, Dustermund. <laughs> Spoken my true name. He must die. <laughs> Let's not talk about the American national uh, election, isn't it? <laughs> All right, question one in MTG Card Quiz 6-7 Land Hand. It's a real quiz. How many different servo tokens are there in Kaladesh? Oh, boy. Should I keep it light, fresh, doable? I'm That's hoping the listener at home is going to go, <laughs> got that. Subway. How many different servo tokens are there in Kaladesh? Just servos, right? Just servos. Servo tokens, not thopters. What about constructs? Servos. Good. Question two. Name the red and black Kaladesh cards that feature servo-related abilities. Name them. Servo-related, like they. Anything to do with servo. Word search servo red cards. Word search servo black cards in their abilities. What 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 cards have I got a list of? What did I find? Hmm. Yeah. How many? How many are there? Oh, uh, I'm not giving anything away. All right. Uh, yeah. Might be unfairly ad- advantaging you. That's a word that I learnt from a grateful consulate. <laughs> advantaging, advantaging you. Yeah. you. Dovin advantaged Tezzeret <laughs> to his advantage, and then were unhappy with <laughs> Garden. God, it's like mad. <laughs> what did his shoulders that? scream though? Oh, his shoulders are so screaming. <laughs> They're screaming impatience <laughs> so loudly at me. Yeah. His shoulders screaming. Part seven read... of the calendar. <laughs> his shoulders screamed. Coming up next, what did his knees growl? <laughs> his knees growled. Growls. Question three. How many Kaladesh cards, not including tokens, have the word servo in their title? And name them for bonuses. How many Kaladesh cards, not including tokens, have the word servo in their title? Name them for bonuses. Careful, fellas. This is Trixie. We're oh. entering Trixie world here. Trixie? Yep. Is it like Westworld? Uh, Trixie? I know. I was talking to Gollum. He said, oh, that's Trixie. 
Trixie habits. No. Actually, it was a stripper that I met. She was Trixie. It was also Trixie. It's actually Gollum. Gollum was the stripper. Okay, <laughs> Gollum was a stripper. <laughs> yeah. Trixie was. A... Oh. no, he does his stage name, Trixie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is funnier than the uh, Grateful Consulate bit, wasn't it? Please, right. please. Maybe they'll make it. Maybe they'll hear us, and we'll get to write like the unset story or something. <laughs> yeah. oh, was, seriously, I'm thinking about writing him a letter, a stern yeah. letter to Mark Rosewater, and say, "Sir, I'm unhappy with your wordage." <laughs> I demand fisticuffs, nincompoop. <laughs> 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 Queensbury rules. I'm a word linger. All right, linger. you ready? Well, let's go to the top. Question one: How many different servo tokens are there in Kaladesh? Um, Five. What did you get? You went five? Yeah. You went three? Answer is three. Yes. Shit, yes. Already, Aaron with you. Points. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting um, messages through here from people that are disappointed with the fact that Donald Trump win. Well, oh, yeah. win. Oh, oh, my God, I just did it. He win. He, he win. He win. He win. All right, Aaron, Kai, it's one up. for no. Question two. Name the red and black Kaladesh cards that feature servo-related abilities. Take it in turns. You guys can't. Well, I got a black one. Morphis yep. Squad can fabricate. Mm. What have you got? I've got another black one. Weapon Craft Enthusiast. Yep, can fabricate. You can fabricate as well. I haven't got a red one. You know what? You're both correct. Oh, there's one more. There's another no, no. black one. No, because I've messed up because in my search, I got there aren't any. Name the red and black Kalash cards that feature several. But I th- Fabricate's I perfectly just, excellent. Yeah, um, the, there aren't, oh. I don't think there are red Fabricate cards. Yeah, oh, um, maybe there's I went one too far. more black Fabricate card. It's Aetherborn Rogue. It's okay. like the five drop, four, three. Is that All right? right? Yeah. I think that's it. New column. This is the first one. David, negative one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you both a mark for that. Yeah. Fucked up writing the quiz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's very pretty because I have pictures for the next one for me. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is where I get my... This is where Gollum and the Trixie stuff comes back. Mm. Uh, question three. How many Kaladesh cards, not including tokens, have the word servo in their title? Name them for bonuses. <laughs> uh, do you want to go with one? I have one. Yeah, you have one. How many have you got? Kai. Three. <gasps> all right, go with one of yours. Kai. Uh, no, I'll give I'll give all three all at once for maximum effect. So okay. let's, let's hear Aaron's and I'll just destroy him. All right. I'll, I'd just like to point out I might be getting another negative one here because I've got two, the answers too. <laughs> what, what have you got? No, well, wait, wait. I yeah. just wrote one, the only one I know, which is one and a white servo exhibition. Correct. That is one of them. So that's one point for Aaron. Okay. So I've Kai. got I've got uh, Servoliana Vess. And uh, Savoli oh, yeah. Rye and Servan Barn. Servan <laughs> Barn. Oh, is that a negative one? Is is that that a- negative 1.5. <laughs> 0.5 for each incorrect. Look, guys. Servo Barn. Look, my, yeah, my negative one, I'm totally hoping to re- redeem myself because one of the answers is Servo Exhibitor. The other is Aether Flux Reservoir. Aether- oh! oh! Aetherflux re servo iron. Oh, yeah. You pedantic prick. Oh my god. Yes, Re- thank you. Redeemed. Oh, Redeemed. I'm back to zero. I thought it was one of those cool when you said it's <laughs> Trixie. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I'll say how that worked. Yeah. Oh, that was um, oh. MTG card quiz. All right, welcome back to that. Oh. 
such riveting. a bombshell of, uh, of an oh, ending amazing. this MTG card quest. So, uh, yeah. We thought we'd just round off with some actual actual knowledge regarding how Kaladesh has had a left a footprint on the backside of Standard. Or we could just rip into more yep. story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shall we? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sure there'll Next be a, I'm sure there'll be a card with some flavour we don't like yeah. that gets mentioned. Um, oh, flavour text coming up soon. Oh, um, in, in about four minutes. So, uh, so Grand Prix KL going into it, um, we'd only had one big big tournament which was the, the the pro tour which was won by grixis control piloted by shota yasuka Kai, yeah. Kai Griff. oh so yeah um he beats um uh, another player playing jeskai control in the final um but then uh, the, the rest of the top eight was some vehicles decks i was gonna um, say where are the zombies in vehicles this is what i want to hear about yeah, well this, this, is turn the, out to be powerful. this is the thing yeah like um the standard format's evolving quite slowly um but when we looked at the pro tour list we looked at the top eight and it wasn't actually very indicative of the decks that did the best in the tournament yeah uh, the ones who oh, went okay. only one loss in the whole standard portion of the pro tour they went nine one three decks called blue white flash and this is like a blue oh, white sounds familiar blue white tempo deck you play spell queller to get their spells selfless spirit um to uh, sponge it up to sponge up your, your to keep your guys alive yep. Avacyn and Gideon just rock solid blue white uh, tempo deck and you've got access to counter spells in your sideboard as well this was the best performing deck at the Pro Tour and we thought most people would notice this going into KL which was the next mm. week and then we started figuring out that people would be on the vehicles decks which is like the aggressive decks of the format uh, and then you've got white blue flash and then you've got black green delirium which is like you've got an aggressive version with uh, Servant of the Conduit, um, Bristling Hydra, Grim Flayer, oh. and then Kalidus. Yeah. And so you're, you're just trying to hit them hard and fast, and, and then your sideboard's um, you know, got some disruptive elements like hand disruption. And then there's a bigger version which has Ishkanar, Graph Widow, which makes a bunch of creatures with reach. The big spider. Big spider. spider. And um, Emrakul. Yeah. And that deck did quite so a number hard to get on rid the... of when you haven't got a moon card yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> when, when you don't have a moon to put them in yeah it's quite difficult uh, uh. yeah um <laughs> we ended up thinking that most people would be on the blue white plan from the, from this pro tour weekend so we just made our deck to beat the, the mirror match and it worked astoundingly well mm. and the the main deck that we lost to was that green black delirium that went bigger than us with the Ishkanar and the emrakul and everything and that's where the formats moved to in the last few weeks this green black deck has some tools built into it to beat this blue white flash deck but okay but blue white flash is still very 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 strong mm. um and now it's kind of interesting to see where it's going to go. Are you go still playing the blue white? Yeah, I'm, I'm still playing blue white because moving on because now you just change like seven or eight cards in your main deck to try and beat black green, but then you yeah. lose against other blue white decks. Uh, and then, you yeah, know, yeah. it's like this constant the balance, right? Exactly. So trying to find a good balance, but um, you know, you just play some games on Magic Online and you you, you just work on a, a one deck and get really good at playing that deck in this standard format. Seems yeah. really good. For so, what are, what are the highlights in the um in the, in that deck that you're playing? The blue white. You know, what's the what are we trying to do? So it's the it's very tempo-y. And so tempo in Magic is not a, a particularly aggressive deck. You're not trying to kill them on turn four or five. Tempo means you're trying to buy get, some time, right? Buy some yeah. time, get some creatures on the board and then kill them over a few turns where they're just, their plan's been disrupted. So the most important cards to this are Spell Queller, which yeah. is a 2-3 flash. You counter a spell as it comes into play that costs four or less. But when 
it gets killed or leaves the battlefield, they get to cast that spell for free. So it just kind of like stops them from doing it for a little while. Yeah. And then you have uh, Reflector Mage, which is a 2-3 three for 3 that returns a creature to their hand and they can't play it again next turn. Yeah. And again, they, they try and set up this game plan and you just add a 2-3 to the board that bounces that guy. They try and play it again. You spell Queller it and you have a 2-3 with flying. And you're so just you're, hitting it sounds like you're holding back mana all the time. All the time. Yeah. So you, that's, that's why it's called the Flash Deck because yeah. you're doing everything in their turn. They go, uh, Gideon, and you go, Spellqueller. And then you hit them with the 2-3 of flying, and they go, kill your Spellqueller. And you're like, selfless spirit, I'll sacrifice it and make it indestructible. And they're like, okay, cool. All right, you attack with your thing, they block, and you go, Avacyn. Like, it's all yeah. happening, like, at the points where they're not really expecting you to generally so, be So while you're bouncing all the cards back into the hand or stalling mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff, what are you doing to... Uh, you garner the win. Well, the the best things are is that all of these disruptive bits, the spell queller, the reflector mage, and stuff, yep. are attached to pretty good bodies by themselves. Yep. So spell queller's a two three with flying. You just hit him with that four times. It's done eight damage yeah, to wow. him, and it's got a spell under it still. Yeah, and he's got uh, three friends coming your way as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you've got Gideon and Avacyn to mop up the end game. So Gideon, you can emblem him immediately. So yeah. give all your creatures plus one plus one for the rest of the game, which gives all your flying creatures just just that Even little more, bit yeah. over the top. Calls come and then Avacyn as well. You just flash her in at the end of turn, make the guys indestructible. And then there's a little cute combo in there, which is Avacyn flips in the... In how, do you, how does she flip? So she flips when a non-angel creature of yours dies. Okay. Um, but that's quite difficult to do because when she comes into play, she, she gives all your stuff indestructible. All right. So what you do is you have Selfless Spirit out and then you play Avacyn, attack them with um, Selfless Spirit, mm-hmm. and then at the end of their, at the end of your turn or something, you sacrifice your Selfless Spirit because you can just do that any time, which fulfills Avacyn's condition. Oh, yeah. And then it flips in their upkeep yeah. and deals three damage to them and all their creatures. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's, it's, so that's like a tricky little play. Sometimes you just go, Selfless Spirit, sacrifice it immediately. Avacyn flips, wipes all your guys, and you've got a 6-5 with flying mm. in play now. It's just... It, it rewards really weird little tricky plays like that. And it's really, yeah. really fun, rewarding deck to play. Totally worst comes to worst. Does Westvale Abbey ever become Ormondale for you uh, in this deck? It, it did. So we, we had one in the deck because the mana looked like it could support the double white and the white blue and, and some double blue out of the sideboard. It, we flipped it all about... Between, so we had three people playing the same deck in the tournament. We all did quite well, all made day two. Um, we all had one Westvale Abbey, and each of us flipped it about twice in, mm. in the tournament. Um, just run through Westvale Abbey. So Westvale Abbey is a land. You <clears> tap <throat> it for one colorless. Uh, you can pay five and one life to make a 1-1 one, one, mm-hmm. uh, human cleric. Or you can pay five, tap, sacrifice five creatures, flip Westvale Abbey. It becomes a 9-7 with indestructible lifelink haste and... Indestructible lifelink haste. Does he have flying? He's got wings. Flying. Flying is wow. the last ability. Um, so if you are getting to the point where the board is really gummed up, you just pay five a few times, make that one, one sacrifice some excess creatures and then use your Avacyn, your spell queller, your counter spells to protect this nine, seven with, mm, with Ormondal, the demon prince. Yeah. Right. And so you see, so you're it's just um, yet another angle for you to, to branch into the late game. Yeah. And yeah. how would beat the opposite deck was have lots and lots of stuff that they just need to kill. So you just bring in a big uh, package of creatures out of the sideboard and they have to kill every single one of them because each one could finish the game by itself. So that was our strategy okay. going in. And pretty successful as well. Like you said, yeah. there was, was it all three of you? Like, there was three of you in the... So uh, myself and Mishka were both playing yeah. 
very like three <clears> or four <throat> cards different, and we both ended up with twelve wins, three losses, and a and a draw. Yeah, uh, w- which was good for twenty third and twenty fourth place. Yeah. And then we had another guy who ran into some some worse matchups than us. Uh, Sean uh, R- Rowles, his name is, and he went I think eleven and four, so he had four losses. Yeah, it's very it's impressive amazing. between yeah. between the three of us. But it felt really good to have a plan go in the pl- the our prediction come true and, and, and we kind of we feel like we really yeah. did a good job yeah a niche there yeah yeah, yeah. No, good times yeah alright well, good, good job fun. thanks <laughs> so my first question what happened to the zombies in, in, in planes well the, the zombies in cars thing um, turned into there is a there is a zombies deck which is very 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 exciting is that now the black red this black red yeah, yeah. Right. so that was the thing that was missing red gives you all the discard outlets which means that your deck is about three times more powerful because you have so many ways of getting stuff into the graveyard. Whereas in Blue Black Zombies, I was really focused on the zombies theme being really big. So I had yeah. Relentless Dead and... Um, uh, yeah, Relentless Dead is the main difference. Relentless Dead's very slow. Uh, and with Kaladesh, the one card that I missed was Scrap Heap Scrounger, which is um, a two-mana artifact creature. It's so yeah. a 3-2 that can't block. You can pay one in a black... Exile it from your graveyard. Exile another creature from your graveyard to bring it back to play. Now, this is the problem that I had with bringing the prized amalgams back, which is whenever a creature comes back from your graveyard, he comes back as well. Yeah, that seems super tough. In in blue black, it was really difficult to get him keep coming back again. But in this black red version, it's more aggressive. You've got scrap heap scrounger, um, haunted dead, which you can discard cards to bring it back. Mm. So you've got lots of ways to just keep this engine going. And this deck is also really well placed against Blue White. Prize Amalgam, it comes back if it's a zombie or any creature? If any creature comes back from right. a graveyard, um, he comes back to play in the end step. Yeah, so he wouldn't have to necessarily be in a zombie deck then, would he? He could be in anything no. that pulls... He's seeing some modern play out. now where modern players just dump their whole deck into their graveyard <laughs> and bring all the Prize Amalgams back at once. Right, so it's pretty right. crazy. Yeah. Oh, oh that just, like, yeah. hurts me. Yeah. Hurts me to hear about. Turn three, I think. Oh, Christ. That's why I don't play modern. <laughs> yeah. All right, good chat. That was, like, solid knowledge there. Thanks. All right, let's do some flavor text. Woo! There's a theme today, fellas. What's the theme? Oh, wouldn't want to tell you. So the theme is secrets. Secret theme. Secret theme. Yeah. <laughs> Today's theme is themes. <gasps> Can you see through the... No. Like the green <laughs> opaque board. It's the worst clipboard in the world, isn't it? This is. It looks like. Ugh. That's the kind of clipboard we no, give out wait. to kids on excursions. Oh, kids yeah. they always hand them back. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I don't uh, not even worth steal stealing. This. Yeah, not even worth stealing. All right, uh, worth okay. throwing in a duck pond. Not worth stealing. <laughs> oh, now you're talking. We got. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, flavor text number one. Some passengers ride without tickets. Some passengers. Ride without tickets. Oh, I thought you were saying the second sentence, but it's just... It's just that's, that's just it. That's a well-formed sentence. Obviously, the person that wrote that was not James Wyatt. That's a clue. No, are... no, no. It's possible that it is. Because, like, disjointed sentences make sense as flavour text, right? But then what no, they do... No, because I think we've emphasised that earlier on. 
Like some they, of those sen- those collections of words in there aren't even sentences. But there's some sentences in there that if you just clipped it, oh. you could put it as flavor text, and you'd be like, "Oh, it's just flavor text." So they just but leave th- James in a room rattling onto himself and just go, <laughs> yeah. "That's it, that one, that one there." That's actually kind of what I think it is. So like, he must have started off doing flavor text and sto- whatever, and mm. they've been like, "Think you could do a whole." Whole thing of flavor text, yeah, make yeah. it really long. Yeah, I just, really just keep. Shit. He's saying, "What? Do I just <laughs> but, keep talking?" But he's, a, he's actually <laughs> just a crazy bum who's like, <laughs> "Some <laughs> trains, just, uh, just ride for free." He's <laughs> just in the alleyway <laughs> next to listen to the coast. Moments of coherence. Yeah. <laughs> flavor text number two. Flavor text. Uh, ether shapes everything in, on Kaladesh, from the sky to the sea, <gasps> even farts. Yeah. Makes them blue. Oh, Gaseous man. blue farts. There's the world building we really need. What colour are the farts on the different planes? I just want to know what the food's like. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Culinary uh, tour of the planes? Yeah. One more. Uh, Aether. Oh, no, I couldn't. I've not eaten enough. <laughs> Aether. 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 You say. You say Aether. I say Aether. Aether shapes everything on Kaladesh from the sky to the sea. That's level takes number two. Flavor text From number three. to the sea. Textiles at the Inventors Fair feature threads from every corner. Of, you're not interested in them? You're not interested in textiles? <laughs> when I read that, no, so I haven't read the full flavor text yet, but when I read this Sorry. the first time, I read, I read it as textiles. That's interesting. There's yeah. like a placeholder. <laughs> like, it put place, place fun... Uh, text tile here. I'm I'm redecorating the bathroom. I'm going to get rid of all of this uh, stuff on the floor and put some text tiles down. I'm sick of these blank tiles and these yeah. music tiles. Put some text tiles yeah. down. So the actual flavor text is textiles at the Inventors Fair feature threads from every corner of Kaladesh. And there is a theme, and I think you're going to kick yourself. Textiles at the Inventors Fair feature threads from every corner of Kaladesh. Oh, a collection of uh, very future-focused animal-y type things on these cards. Oh. oh I've, got, I've possibly got the second one. Oh. I doubt it. It's an, the second, my second one, guess, is uh, an animal, but the other ones are not. Well, it's expand. You might get a theme. You might get a theme. Oh, my goodness. Oh, maybe I've got it. Some passengers ride without tickets. Ether shapes everything on Kaladesh from the sky to the sea. And then textiles at the Aventus Fair feature threads from every corner of Kaladesh. All right. What is the... Oh, okay. Ready to write? You might be able to figure it out on the way through. Yeah. All right. Who wants to go first? Aaron wants to go first, Kai's pointy finger says. Yeah, I'll go first. All right, Aaron. The finger knows. What have you got? My finger points. Some passengers ride without (laughs) tickets. Thriving grubs. Thriving grubs. So like hanging on the bottom of a train. Like this. Kai? Oh, I didn't get the theme at this point, and I just said, like, rogue train. Yeah, if you get like, the theme, it's a like train car. Renegade Freighter. <laughs> if you get the theme, Renegade Freighter, that's the one. Can go back. Renegade Freighter. Oh, yeah. Did you say train car? Yeah, I was like, is this a train theme thing? 
Maybe next time, make a note, personal note. Uh, the answer is thriving grubs. Yeah. Well, Some I had passengers no idea. ride without tickets, and there are little grubs underneath swirly Kaladesh gold. Kind of a lofty term for a grub. I feel like that's you know, a person who's gotten really the pest controller of the train is like, yeah, they're my favourite passengers, but they can't ride for free. <laughs> 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 With his with his mortine, yeah. his aether mortine. Yeah. It looks when you look at it in in big size, which I'll let you see later on. It just looks. It says they're gremlins, but it just looks with all of the blue smoke that's coming out of them. It just looks like they're bonging on underneath. <laughs> we get it, bro. You vape. Yeah. yeah, that makes that cleans it up a little bit, doesn't it? Well, can we Photoshop Rob Grimsey onto that? He say, vapes. <laughs> one of them looks just like Rob. <laughs> Rob the grub. Thriving oh, grubs. grubs. <laughs> <laughs> Thriving Grubsby. All right. <laughs> Shout out to Rob. Hey, Rob. Um, all right. Flavor text number two. Aether shapes everything on Kaladesh from the sky to the sea. This is where Ponyfinger comes back to you, Kai. What do you got? Aether Storm Rock. Aether Storm Rock. I went down the other side from the sky to the sea. Yeah. Maybe the theme is thriving. Is it Thriving Turtle? The answer is Thriving Turtle. Yeah! Oh, it's Thriving! <laughs> thriving is It's the got answer. a theme. It's got, it's got a theme, a Thriving Theme. Thriving Theme. So, Aaron, what have you got for uh, textiles at the Inventus Fair feature threads from every corner of Kaladesh? So, like, I'm going to sound this one out. It's <laughs> yeah. not Thriving Rhino. I like it when you work right, it out. Because it's, it's yeah, got, got textiles in it. Right. What's the other one? Thriving Rats? Probably wouldn't be that. Why would they be talking about textiles? Textiles from thing. So that only lives thriving ibex, which is like a goat. Oh, thing. and yeah, but goat wool. Goat wool. Well, maybe that's what they're talking about. That's the only thing that. I oh, think. I've got one of those sitting on my desk, and I just ignore it because it's so shit. Goat wool. I'm going to say tassel nah, dromedary. Oh. <laughs> really? Because it's got a lot of. Because it's a camel at okay. the fair, and it's covered in stuff. But then it doesn't go along with the theme. I just, I just this said. This is what I wrote. Tezzeret's ambition. Dot 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 dot. No, yeah, Tezzeret's ambition. Pause. No, just stop for, talking. Cut for your nice lingerie. <laughs> it was thriving ibex. <laughs> tassel dromedary. You figure out the theme. You go, yeah, thriving grubs, thriving turtle. <laughs> that tassel sounds tassel dromedary. That sounds too much like the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> just look. Just have a check out of those thriving grubs. Just like vaping away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. That's, they would have those voices, those little fraggle voices <laughs> oh, as well. Oh, boy. Oh, well, I think you killed it, Aaron. It would be embarrassing to look at the score. I'm not even going to go to it. That was Flavor Text. Flavor Text. Flavor Text. <laughs> hot hot garbage. garbage. Aaron Graham, what's your hot garbage? I'm sick of Kaladesh being so interesting to draft that it's making me make really bad decks. Oh, hot garbage, Aaron Graham. Kai Griffiths, what's your hot garbage? Hot garbage? I uh, feel like I missed out on some really cool um, artifact creatures. I feel like we've got vehicles, and I'm like, eh, I just want to, I don't know, I wanted more robots. So just in general, just all the all artifacts. Robots. He's yeah. hot garbaging the whole artifact thing. Yeah. That was hot, hot garbage with Kai Griffiths. I'd like to slip in one, uh, Cultivator of Blades. Yeah. Cultivator of Blades, I just can't get the thing to work. seems like it should be awesome. I can give everyone three, I can give everyone one. I never end up doing anything, I always play everything else. Just ignore it. Ugh. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Oh, just got to get away from this inventor's fair. I'm, God, it's dying for a piss. Just out the back. Oh, these public labs at the Kaladesh fairs. Oh, my God, look. Sitting on the bog over there. That's... It is. Hang on. 
Aaron Graham, what are you, what are you doing on the bog there? I mean, not literally. What are you, you know, what are you, playing, is fair. Having a fiddle with my panharmonic on, you know, as you do. I can't believe you just don't pull that fiddle down, do you? Uh, no. Why, why would I? Oh, while I've got you and you can't get away because there's just like three really small, three walls. and Inside um, my cubicle. And, I'm, and, I'm, yeah. and I'm blocking your exit. <laughs> Uh, you got this, any, this uh, Airbnb on Calais is terrible. <laughs> is this where you're staying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought it was a public toilet, not a, know, an apartment. Kitchen. Yeah. Oh, no. Bathroom. That's, no, no. That's a toilet. Combined, bowl. like, bedroom. Oh. Just have a sleep on the floor. Yeah, you're good at premonitions, mate, but booking. Yeah, anyway, sorry. Don't want Prem- to ruin your holiday. Pre- premonitioning doesn't yeah. pay the bills. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, if, you, if you want to put me up somewhere, I'll be more than happy. Oh, no. Not the smell I can. <laughs> No, no, don't go away. Don't go away. Right, um, right, right, right. Have you got any uh, premonitions whilst you know we're having a chat here? Because uh, look, we're getting we're deep in the Kaladesh now. I'm just wondering where uh, magic. I have whispers on a breeze of set up plotline, resolve plotline, set up plotline. Oh, you, plot you might listen to this segment on the podcast that happened just about yeah in the about future thirty minutes. In no, about future? thirty minutes ago in the past. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Yeah. I have a feeling that uh, all the. Uh, Machinations that have been going on in the events are going to lead to um, a conflict of some kind. Oh no! A kind of revolt, an aether revolt, if you will. There's going to be the consulate versus the the rebels led by Chandra and Pianala. I think that's And then there's going to be a tragic death at the end of the uh, yeah. the aether revolt, and then they're going to go to Armenket and find out where Tezzeret's squirreled away all these inventions. I don't, I don't know if this is entirely uh, uh, eye-opening to the listeners, uh, you know, because I'm actually recording this on my uh, uh, masterpiece uh, I've got here that records oh, yeah. sounds. Yeah, wow. um, Yeah, we already know about Aether Revolt. Um, but I have got a question that, um, yeah. that Kai, he's, he's just back there. He's actually at the uh, in one of the other cubicles. Uh, that was him. Um, oh, he wants to know if uh, any of these is going to get any robots in uh, Aether Revolt. They're going to rise of the machine. There's going to be things. a few few constructs. Yeah. The consulate use the robots in, in, in to do their dirty work to, do, to as muscle. Yeah, uh, there's going to be a lot more vehicles as well. A few more sexy vehicles for for energy. Will there be any chance like there'll be like jelly pods with Keanu Reeves in it that they're just sucking out the life force? Yeah, because yeah. every human's like a like, yeah, a, yeah. like a battery. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh. Uh, there'll be some stuff that you can sacrifice for energy. Keanu. Um, Ajani. Keanu. Ajani and Tezzeret, they're going to be planeswalkers. No, Keanu. Oh, no, yeah. Keanu's not going to be a planeswalker in the new set. <laughs> but uh, new Ajani and new um, Tezzeret planeswalkers. Uh, will Ajani survive the next release with both eyes? He, uh, with what? With the eye, remaining eye. With... How funny would it be if he was just blinded? <laughs> It's just the blind, Don't make blind fun of the blind. planeswalker. We, I know you're you know, the mage and all that, but we love our blind listeners. Are they anything other than listeners? They're always listeners. <laughs> I know. I can sense that. I've waded into dangerous territory there. <laughs> I have uh, to leave. Oh, so. It's probably for the best. Spark up the panharmonica on Kai. Spark up the pet. It's a bomb there. <laughs> The, the pen harbonicon? <laughs> harbonicon? <laughs> harbonicon. <laughs> so many photoshoppers. It's really on the end of this to just be like, if you like any of our card name jokes, yeah. please, like, Servo Liana Vess, please, I need that card. Need some twos! This week with Gwent. Um, 
All right, we've got, we'll just go over a few uh, comments people, listeners have put on online. Uh, pretty much, uh, there's, there's been quite a lot, but a couple of classics in the Just Comment to Win Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition. Yep. Uh, who have you got over there, Kai? Uh, so there's Donald Stewart, who's yeah. given us a, p- a plethora. So he's, he's talking about visiting a hut of hysteria. I had a uh, plethora the other week. I had to get it removed. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's got cream now. You don't have to, oh, don't oh, have to cut it off. My goodness. I uh, she told me that last week. I pronounce it plethora. <laughs> Uh, there's a shack of psychosis. I'm almost annoyed he didn't write shack of psychosis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he did that yeah. with the Y. Bungalow of Bedlam. Bungalow. Bungalows of Bedlam. Bungalow. That's a good one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we went uh, with sort of a, a pun off with uh, Peter West. He's always good for, he enjoys terrible puns. Mm-hmm. So we did that, terrible. Terrible. Yeah, so that's good stuff. Um, but yeah, this this month it's absolutely taken off. I can't see there's uh, a, a lot more entries. There's 50 comments so far, uh, so you got a one in 50 chance if you enter right now of winning Mansions of Madness Second Edition, Spoop, Spoopy Poops Edition. Very good. Didn't, didn't Don't do spoop yourself. So get, get involved with that. Um, any of the comments on there? There's I see we've uh, had updates from Pax from Andy uh, Jamie's done something here I haven't looked at. He's talking about the US election and Cthulhu and Arkham Horror card game coming out. I'm sure it'll make sense. You can find out about that on the Facebook page. Uh, comment on any of that. And if we talk about you, mention your comment like we just did, uh, write to us at podcast at sevenlandhand.com. We'll send you a Hypermagic Nerd badge. That's right. Oh, hi to Bondi Junction as well. They've got right behind the podcast. They've, just, they've discovered us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was all the like We're on... As it stands, as we record, we're on 399 likes. Oh, goodness me. Arbitrary milestones, just one like away. I love arbitrary milestones. And Facebook, since we're about 320 likes, has been saying, you're almost at 500. Oh, thanks, Facebook. (laughs) So I'm going to, I reckon by the time we get to like 445, they're going to go, you're almost at 600. (laughs) So you know what to do, fans? Proxy accounts, re-like them, re-like them. Please do, just keep going. Duplicates. Uh, what else we got? Um, so, yeah, you can you can win it. If you, whilst you're making that comment that could get your Hypermagic Nerd badge, you can just go. That's pretty much you in the draw for winning the game. Uh, Which is like a $160 game. Yeah, right? Substantial prize. Which also means extra uh, extra savings if you say Wendy Adams. Wendy Adams. Within your good Wendy game Adams. store. You around Australia, around the world. Off. You get 16 which is a big one, yeah. Uh, and that's all the details for that. Currently pinned to the top of our Seven Land Hand Facebook page, so get behind that. Uh, I'm going to be recording an interview with, I think it's one of the main guys at Renegade. I don't want to commit to the what whereabouts in Renegade is. Mm-hmm. Let's say CEO of <laughs> Renegade Games. I don't want to commit, but I go for the highest possible position. Yeah, why not, man? Aim for the start. <laughs> Matt's lined it up. Um, he's not the janitor. Yeah, just no, he's definitely not. Central like, <laughs> elimination of dirt office or something, yeah. CEO. <laughs> because, because next month we're going to be talking about Lotus, Lotus, which is one game, and Lanterns, which is another game. Are you going to be covering the board game Lotus and Lanterns? No, I've heard well. of that game. No, it's the third game. That oh wow! Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. No, two games in one episode, and talking to everybody that's had anything to, ever to do with that. So um, that be exciting. Have you? Did you? No. Oh, okay. Um, played Lotus the other night. How was it? We had our lotus garden. Matt and I did, and we made we flourished with plants and made plants, and then and picked them, and Sound like made piles of petals. References. Yeah, we played with each other's petals. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a beautiful, beautiful night. And I haven't played Lanterns yet. I think I'm the only person in the universe that hasn't played it. Have you played it? 
No. Oh, let's huddle up quick because yeah. there's not that many of us left, and I'll be not one of them soon. I haven't seen it anywhere. Yeah, you have. It's been in the store. Lanterns. Lanterns. Is it called lanterns? Oh, now you're making me doubt myself. Now, what, could, what else could it be? Have I got it totally wrong? What's it? What are you doing? It. I don't. I haven't played it. <laughs> I don't. I don't this is this is really end of podcast <laughs> yeah. conversation, isn't it? Shit. Kaiser's looking at us like, "Come on, man. I'm good. I'm going home." <laughs> Yeah, just did but, we? Did you play the game or not? I, I, no. Tell the good people. No, I haven't. Sorry. Man, Seven Land Hand needs either. to know. It, it's it's all he hasn't, and neither have I. Have you? Uh, no, and we should all be ashamed of ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. That'll end soon. It'll be the game of the month next month, so we can all play it and rejoice in our lantern making. It is lanterns because the wife said she was going to buy some lanterns to dress the whole thing up. Ah, I see. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. All right. Well, that seems to we need some tweezers run out of steam this month, isn't it? No, we we had plenty of things on the um on the yeah, thing. We got anything else? You got yeah. any, you got any neats? Got any twos? Um, <laughs> you know, I think we were in that cubicle before. Oh, yeah, definitely in the was. next cubicle. I think there was Rashmi Eternity's father. Oh yeah, yeah, I could smell it from, from his a mile fa- away. his father. What? <laughs> We've been. Um, she's been using that teleportation device to uh, teleport plenty of smelly substances. Poopies into the blind eternities? Into the panharmonicon. (laughs) (laughs) They've mastered agriculture. They've mastered thing, but they haven't mastered plumbing yet. Mm. Tezzeret doesn't know where to put all Nicobolus's turds. Oh, he's He's got got so many. He's got got to go to... uh, Nicobolus says, got to to get my poos out of here. I'm sick of living in my own filth. I don't want to go to a new plane and well, settle. Can you imagine wiping with that? Just oh, charge him. Just as Every day. Uh, just got to charge him by the poopy. That could be a great business model. <laughs> so he's like, Tezzeret, you're my, you're my best lackey. Need you to go to Kaladesh, get some sort of invention mm. to help me out. And then he goes there. What does he find? Teleportation device. Put some shit into the blind attack. Yeah. Are, you, are you a poop walker? <laughs> and then he can solve all his issues with Nick, Nicole Behole ass. <laughs> oh, it's got ass in the word. Nickel bowl ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spell it with two s's. Wipe Sorry, my bowl ass. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, there we go. We predicted the story. It's, it writes itself. It does pretty much. Just got to get. Um, hang on a minute. It's for the forgettable James White. <laughs> right oh, for us. Hey, James. James Wiput. <laughs> Wiput. <laughs> this is where we're at. This is. You know, this is low. I'd like to point out though, no knob knob jokes. Yeah. All Nothing about drinking a gallon of whales. We told you about that, right? Uh, that was I the, believe. That was the I one believe. I've heard about that. We got it was yeah. just like you talked about whales. And there's and there's twenty minutes. And we've got sky whale shots and everything in this set. <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> We've done the callback, fellas. Full of protein. We're leaving off where we began. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody.